Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
fight on Fightful. Hello and welcome everyone to the Spotlight on Fightful. It is Thursday, February 8th. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That's Steven Jensen. Shout out as always to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. Jensen, so what do you want to talk about? Well, I've been waiting a whole week to get some stuff off my chest. Um, I don't, I don't know how bad, how bad we really need to backtrack or like explain anything that's going on. I think everyone's pretty aware of the situation that we're currently in. Um, whoo! So <clears throat> I'll say this, right? I did. I, t- I talked a little bit about this on the weekend, or gave you a little taste, and I'm, I'm glad. <clears throat> I'm glad that we're doing this like a week kind of removed from SmackDown because had, had I been on any of these platforms, like the night of, and even during the weekend or on Sunday, I was pretty heated. So, but, <clears throat> um, okay. So I'll, I don't even know where to start exactly on this because there is the chance I'll preface this all by saying there's a chance WWE can redeem themselves tonight. Okay. Like we have the press conference tonight. We don't know for sure where this is all actually going to be heading, but I will say this. So SmackDown comes around. I rarely watch SmackDown live. It's very, it's very rare that I tune into SmackDown live on a Friday night. Coward. Coward, right? And I, although I did go to SmackDown live not that long ago in Atlanta and I had, I had a really good time. I stayed for the whole show, including the after the, uh, the post, the post show with, uh, with Cody wrestling. It was awesome. So, but when SmackDown came around, you know, I, I watched the show because I was like, all right, well, they're talking about this announcement that they're going to be making for WrestleMania. And I'm just like everyone else. <clears throat> I'm expecting Cody to come out and call out Roman Reigns, which was clearly the move. And that's what he was looking like he was going to do. And him and Roman are in the ring together. The rest of the bloodlines like out of there. It's just the two of them man to man. And when Cody said, Basically, like, I'm just going to hand this off to The Rock. Like, I'm, I'm just going to pass the mic over. You know, it's just, it's good. The Rock's got first up, not me. I was like, no, 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 no way. No, this can't actually. No, 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 no. And then when he came out, and then The Rock and him did, like, like, he, like I, I use this term. People need to get familiar with this term because I may use it throughout the podcast. And I, I use it a lot in general. A thunder sun. It's a, it's a term from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It refers to... There's is a, it, there's a, huh? Is it the thunder, thunder gun? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thunder, thunder gun express is like their favorite series of movies. Yeah. The, the like final one in the series that we know about up to this point, <clears throat> they really didn't like, and it was because they were trying to hand off the franchise. They're basically trying to do uh, what all these other movies are doing where they tried to like make it for like a new generation. So thunder gun, thunder sons his kid into becoming like the star of the movies. So like, so the, the term is the thunder sun, somebody. You're, you're, they, they, he literally hands a torch to his kid as a passing of the torch from like you're now the face of the franchise and what's so funny about this whole situation is they're attempting to thunder sun roman reigns with the rock but they actually thunder sun cody because like they did they're doing so much of this in an attempt to make roman reigns the you know roman's already gone through everyone and the rock's the only one left in that family but at the same time it's like and 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 Gagan in the chat says this too. Like he little broed Cody, and that and I agree that was like that made Cody look terrible the way this all went down. But the aftermath of it 
has gotten Cody more over than he even was before this, which I can't say was designed. Like there's people out there that think, well, they did this in an attempt to make this like, you know, like the yes movement. It's like, they didn't need to do that. Cody was already the face of the company. Cody already won the world rumble two years in a row. There was no need for this extra, like make the fans feel bad for Cody. Um, Maggie's saying I'm confused if it's son or gun. So the, the, the character is thunder gun, but his son like his son takes over the franchise. So they call it Thunder Sun. Like you see Thunder Sun him. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry that I made that uh, confusing because I mentioned Thunder Gun. Yeah. Well, Thunder Gun's the name of the character. Yeah. But his son takes over the franchise. And that's what they're trying to do with Roman Reigns. Like they're trying to make it to where like The Rock was the face of all this that all these, that our generation remembers. But for all the new kids and all the new fans and everyone coming in, Roman Reigns is that guy for them. And they're trying to make Roman Reigns the face of this. But What's, what's happened is that the fans have gotten so behind Cody and this, this We Want Cody movement that it's actually being, you know, it's actually being, like, it's it's like Cody's in a better position now than he was then unless they totally screw him over still and don't put him against Roman at WrestleMania. Because otherwise, then it, once again, it makes Cody look really, really stupid. Like, no matter what he does, like, last year was bad enough in so many ways. Like, Cody just losing in general last year was the wrong move. Every, I think everyone pretty much agree with that at this point. And because he could have, he would be a year into Cody Rhodes' title run. And a lot of these problems we wouldn't even have. We wouldn't need multiple world championships. The, the Rock and Roman could have their match this year. No, it would be great. Like people would be psyched for it because the title wouldn't be involved. Like so many of these issues could have been completely avoided had they just put the title on Cody last year. But I talked about it last week how, <clears throat> how basically. Last last year, I talked about how like negative one was in the front row with Cody's fa- with Cody's family, and even then, like Cody gives the belt to Brody Jr., still loses. Like th- this made Cody look so bad. It was like, why why did you do this? Like this was the this was the moment. And now, I'm going to make another reference. So I I brought it up last week, and now I'm seeing more people talk about it. The wrestling club, like the wrestling club, is supposed to go out. They're all supposed to go out to WrestleMania. I'm just going to make this comparison. Who's familiar with Scott's Tots? Imagine bringing the entire wrestling club all the way out to WrestleMania. All these kids. Hey, Cody Rhodes, what you going to do? Make our dreams come true. And then just, just how you going to have him lose again in front of all of these fans that he's bringing out, all these kids that look up to him. You're going to have Cody Rhodes show up to the wrestling club without a WWE championship. Instead, he's going to hand him a bunch of laptop batteries. You know what I mean? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the, the time is now. The time is right now. Like, I've been waiting 22 years. I've known Cody Rhodes for 22 years. Cody Ronalds. I've been waiting 22 years to see this guy win the world championship in the WWE. And granted, he left WWE, and then I wanted to see him win the AEW title. I love seeing him win the Ring of Honor title and the in the in the NWA title. But the WWE title was was I would I was literally sitting there at Lasseter High School, 2002 to 2004, when me and Cody were on the same wrestling team. Me and my buddies would sit there watching this guy. Co- Dusty was was running Turnbuckle Tur- Championship Wrestling. Shout out TCW. It's back. Shout out QT. Yeah. Shout out Teal. But I used to see Cody training in our wrestling room. They used to bring a ring into our wrestling annex, and he would train over the summers. I was seeing this dude doing moonsaults in high school off the ropes. I was seeing him run the ropes. Me and my buddies are sitting there in 2002 going, man, one day Cody's going to be the WWE champion. Like, this is so cool. Like We're going to know the WWE champion. This is insane. And 22 years later, and it still hasn't happened, and it's clear as day that he's the one to be the guy right now. Even after that 
BS press conference that Triple H put on after the last pay-per-view. Even he, before he botched his entire answers about everything else, he, he made it very clear. Cody Rhodes is the next face of this company. Like, Cody does all the right things. He loves the business. He stays for he stays forever. We're out there like, we love what he's doing for the fans, but even at a certain point, we're like, we got to get out of here at some point. But Cody wants to take pictures of everyone, and he wants to sign autographs for everyone. It's like, and then, and then you do all of this, and then you bring The Rock in. And it's like, part of me wants to think that, oh, by the way, Chi-Towns first says the, the, the wrestling club will be honored to see The Rock. I, of course, <laughs> of course. And everyone's, listen, and the, the wrestling club reference I bring up because it really personifies me and like the whole Look, fan base. They, they, I'll bring this up. They love Sean Cody. They, they, love they Cody. do love Cody. Uh, too, they, I said it when you mentioned the wrestling club the other week. They brought a bunch of Make-A-Wish kids out there yeah. for John Cena last year. Right. They don't give a fuck about these kids. Okay. They don't yeah. care. Which is they crazy. Don't. Which is crazy. Apologies because, to my kids if they're listening well, to this and my well, wife is on. <laughs> it's crazy because like Cody want, he wants to be that guy. Like he wants to be the guy who and this goes so beyond myself. Like maybe I'm far gone or too far, far gone or whatever you call it, right? Like I'm I'm 35 years old. Like I shouldn't be this fired up about it. I'm fired up about it because it's specifically it's Cody and like this particular situation with me and my fandom. But I, I'm more concerned, honestly, with like the next generation of, you know, Make-A-Wish kids and stuff like that. Like, like people who want, who need something really to believe in. Like when I was growing up, my mom had breast cancer. I've talked about it a thousand times. She passed away when I was younger. It was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I've had to deal with that with my mom, my grandma, and my aunt, all through breast cancer. I've watched it just tear apart my, just tear away people I love, you know, year after year after year. It's terrible. And the thing that I always had as a kid to escape was professional wrestling. I had WCW Nitro and Monday Night Raw. And like, so, and, I, and kids need that. Like you need, and, and Cody's their guy. So like to keep doing this to him into the fan base just seems insane to me. And what's even more upsetting is the reasoning behind it. Like, are they only doing this because of deflecting the, the, the Vince stuff? Are they doing this because CM Punk got hurt? Or is it a combination of all this stuff? And I'm not going to sit here and blame CM Punk for this. Cause y'all know how I feel about CM Punk. I'm not going to put this on. This is not on CM Punk. The situation WWE didn't need to go this route, whether Punk was injured or healthy, but are these factors that played a part? Was it was it that WWE is just desperate now to put The Rock out there to get good press for the company? Or was this always the plan? Because, you know, he did call out Roman not that long ago and started implanting this seed in everyone's head that this could happen this year. So, like, was this the plan the whole time? And if so, why the hell did you have Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble again? Just have The Rock win the Royal Rumble. Problem solved. For the most part, I'd still be pissed off that it wouldn't be Cody and, and Roman. So, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg on my thoughts about all this. Like, obviously, I'm pretty obviously I'm pissed off about the situation because we went from Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, pointing at the sign, pointing at Roman, fired up. Like this is the match. Seth Rollins is sitting down in the press box because he knows like, uh, I'm not getting chosen. So like, we're all led to believe it's Cody and Roman again. And then you're just going to be like, you're going to have Cody go out there and say, you know, I want, I want that title that you hold, but I'm going to hand it off to the rock what why and i know they're gonna make it they're gonna answer these questions and tonight we'll find we're gonna get some answers hopefully tonight we're gonna know what's going on my my thought on this i'm just gonna get it out of the way and then i want your thoughts i know i'm i know i'm you knew this was gonna happen today um everyone did 
I'm, I'm going to be going. I'm going to continue to to let you go. Yeah. You know, I'm a. This I'm is the only chill. way of redeeming yourself, WWE. This is it. And I've seen many people come up with this scenario, and it's a little. It's a little weird because Cody literally went out there and said, "I'm gonna, I, I'm still gonna get that title, just not at WrestleMania." So he's already said not WrestleMania. But the only way you redeem this at this point, WWE's listened to the fans. They have seen the hashtag "We want Cody," all that stuff. The, the, the fans are booing The Rock now, which is like, you know, I don't think WWE actually necessarily cares about that. They just care about the money because like a lot of outside people that aren't even wrestling fans are going to be interested in the rock. I get the, I get the appeal in bringing the rock in, but the only way of redeeming yourself at this point without making Cody look like a total idiot and without making your company look just completely clueless, you have Cody at that press conference, you know, he, he, they make it official rock and Rome and WrestleMania and Cody comes out and he says, listen, I know I said, you can have first. And I said, not WrestleMania. You didn't let me finish. Not WrestleMania night one. You get the first shot at Roman. I'll give you Roman. You, you've, you've waited a long time for this. I had my shot last year. You get Roman night one. I got the winner night two. Whether it's The Rock or Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania night two gets his title shot and he wins the championship. Um, that's the only way I think this is redeemable. Because at this point, we have people, like everyone's like, well, the Madison Square Garden show. Is that even official? Like WrestleMania the, next year, huh? The the MSG show. I don't yeah. think they are. They have an MSG show coming up. I think people, right, but are, people are like saying like, well, they're going to do an MSG show. And it's like, then he'll do it there. And they're like, well, you maybe do it at SummerSlam or they can do it at WrestleMania. And like, they're the only thing I can think of outside of this, which I really don't like this scenario because it would take a whole nother year to get here again. Is if Cody basically said, if they announce that WrestleMania is going to be like in Atlanta next year and they're like, okay, well that, that then they're going to have Cody do it at here and make it a humongous deal. Like he's winning, you know, the world series in front of us. But like, I don't think that they, you can't go another year of dragging this out. Like this is this well, last year we were always, we were all saying is Cody's not going to be hotter than this ever. And he actually is now to, to WWE's credit. He actually is more over now than he was last year. Surprisingly, although he would still be, if he was the champion probably this entire time. So go ahead, Jeremy. Let's get some of your thoughts out here. Uh, real quick, we have a super chat, and I was going to bring this up. Uh, I was going to bring this up after you after you finished, but uh, Alexander Fitzgerald does it. Appreciate it, Alexander. Oh. Guys, again, you can leave your question, comment, statement. Uh, you can leave a super chat where we're typically very interactive with the chat, but if you leave a super chat, you get your question, comment, statement right on the air. Also, leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you also, interview with Griffin McCoy later today. I forgot to plug yes. that. Griffin McCoy heading into JCW J-Cup. It's an awesome interview at the end of the show, so please please stay for the interview. forgot to plug uh, it at the beginning. Alexander Frizzero says, did you see the WWE article headline that said The Rock stepped up to Roman Reigns as Cody Rhodes refused to fight Reigns at WrestleMania? They buried Cody. I was going to bring that up because I was looking at it. And uh, yes, I did see it. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. Jensen. That's a curious uh, wording on the behalf of WWE.com to put Cody Rhodes refused to fight this man. Yeah. Which makes me think that that's, that actually helps me a little bit with my case. Cause I feel like that's almost like them trolling. Somebody actually DM or not DM, but somebody actually messaged like, like mentioned me on Twitter with that article and said like, Jeremy Lambert had to have wrote this quote for Steven. <laughs> like, um, I mean, 
Because if not, once again, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if, if Cody actually, and here's the thing on Raw, they made it, they did a pretty good job of, of the, the like creating doubt where it's like, well, McIntyre attacked Cody, and there's like, you know, obviously Seth really wants Cody to be the match and stuff. So you have this seed planted of like, well, are they going to do Cody and Seth still? Are they going to do Cody, Seth, and Drew of some kind? Like, are they going to have, is there going to be some multi-man match? Like, are they going to put Cody in a triple threat with The Rock? And if they, but I've seen a lot of this triple threat stuff. That would be ridiculous. Why in the world would Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble back to back and then be like, I want to go from, you know, essentially 50-50 odds to like 33.3% repeating, of course, odds in a triple threat. And like, I don't have to lose to, to lose this match. Like, why would you why would you add another person to that mix? It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, it's uh and then and then once I gotta bring this up too. Second biggest baby face in the company is Drew McIntyre. Like you got Cody Rhodes and then you got Drew McIntyre right under him. Drew McIntyre is out here just spitting nothing but facts every every time he's out there. Um and I want so at this point, like if it's me, I'm doing Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the title. I'm doing Rock and Roman night one and Cody and the Rock. Sorry, Cody and Roman night two, unless the Rock wins and you do you know Rock beating Cody. The, the the loophole they have here is Cody made it clear I want that title for I want that title, but he made it pretty clear like I don't care if I'm the one who beats you for that title. I want to hold the title, so it's possible the Rock could come in, win the title, and then Cody beats the Rock and we get a lot of press. But you're running a lot of risk there committing to the rock wrestling two nights we haven't seen the guy wrestle in a decade like i think that's pretty unlikely the rock's gonna wrestle two nights but roman people are acting like there's no way roman's gonna wrestle two nights well this is when if i'm the WWE, i step in and i go roman this isn't a punishment obviously but like we pay you a lot of money you only had to wrestle like the last five times in the last year we've been saving you like you are healthy you're a super healthy we're gonna need we're gonna need two nights out of you. Like you know the situations the companies and we're we need we need we need you to and and then you market it as Roman Reigns is the first guy to ever main event back to back nights of WrestleMania. Like you still make it this huge deal for Roman. And I would have Roman beat The Rock night one in like a pretty in in like a Rock Hogan style match where like they probably don't have to do a whole lot. They look at each other a lot. And the crowd is going to be the crowd would probably cheer Roman because they want to see Roman retain to wrestle Cody. Um, and it is in Philly, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a Philly crowd because a lot of people are going to travel in from WrestleMania. So we have to keep that in mind too, but that that's where I'm at with it. They, they got a way to redeem themselves still. Um, you, you gotta, you, the, the only way though, is that you got to do the rock and Roman night one and Cody and rock night or sorry, and Cody and the winter night two. Um, otherwise, like, otherwise, what are you doing? Like the only other option there is, okay. So you have Cody beat Seth Rollins for the world championship you have them hold it for you know the next handful of months or the next year and then you unify it with roman and then it's like okay well then what was the point of seth's title at all because you could have had cody win all this last year you would have never needed to make the world heavyweight championship and you would have had nothing you needed to even unify with the titles that roman already has the three title belts he already has so anyway go ahead jeremy i think a triple threat match would be a mistake agree because why are you going to burn two great singles matches to do? You don't know when you're going to get the rock about uh, rock again either. So if you have them, you should do the match that has been building for a while. Let's be honest about it. Rock and Roman has yeah. been building 
for a very long time. And people have wanted it for a very long time. Yep. I think people would have been fine with it. Certainly two years ago when Roman, that was the, that was the Brock unification match two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Last year was, was Cody. And then I think they would have been maybe okay with it last year, even though Cody was a big like over, but if the rock had been there and they, they told the story the right way, then they, they would have been able to do it this year though. You've built up Cody because you screwed him over last year and people wanted Cody. So this year was not the year to do it. <laughs> but apparently they, they might seem to be doing it. The easiest solution is yes. It, it, do Roman has to wrestle both nights. Do the rock night one Cody night two. Maybe Cody wrestles night one as well. That way there's no unfair baby face advantage of like, Oh, you beat the guy who, was beat up from the night before that's what they did but that's what they yeah, did no 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 i'm saying i i brought up the scenario last week i i would be down for cody beating seth rollins for the world title on night one and then no no and, <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that idea out there unify it all by the end of wrestlemania no saying. solo like going against solo is the better option for night one i but they need to build up solo backup because he beat john cena and i don't know if he's won a match since then it feels like he's lost he every lost match. randy when i was at smackdown I think he did. I think it was yeah. Roman and, and Solo. I think Roman beat him clean with an RKO. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, Solo loses all the time. Like I, yeah, I, I wouldn't do, um, I wouldn't do Cody against and Seth and winning and him beating Seth to like win and then unify. I would, I would probably do Solo. Um, but Cody wrestle can wrestle night one as well. That way, again, no babyface advantage of uh roman's tired type of thing i think that's the easiest solution to do you mentioned something about next year i trollingly brought this up on in the weeds yesterday what if, what if cody does say next year wrestlemania he won the rumble right you get a shot at wrestlemania they don't say which wrestlemania why can't cody delay his shot until next year why can't he delay it until 2030 what's wrong with that it never says which WrestleMania when you win the Rumble. People just assume it's that year's WrestleMania, but we can we can delay these shots. I don't think they're going to yeah. do that. I've thought about that as well. I just don't know, once again, why Cody would ever, like, as a, as a character on the wrestling show, why Cody would ever do that. It just makes him look dumb, well, that, especially that's... if you were to lose. Imagine if you lost after that. <laughs> that's where this whole thing looks very stupid is Cody looks very stupid. Right. So the timeline is really dependent on who you believe when it comes to the reporting on these things. I I believe Dave has said like, Oh, they knew going into the rumble that the rock was on the table and an option and maybe even locked in. But then there are other reports of like, maybe triple H didn't even know. Maybe this was a, Ari and, and Mark Shapiro thing and no one in WWE even really knew that the rock was this type of option. If that's the case, then I can get where triple H uh, booked Cody to win it. Cause he thought Cody was the option. Here comes the rock to me. It seems like they didn't know they had the rock fully locked in at rumble. That's why they went with Cody. And then maybe two seconds after the rumble, the rock was locked in 
And that's why they've had to pivot in this way. Um, but again, I don't know the actual timeline. I don't know if anybody knows the actual timeline. We're going based off what has been reported, what what we've been told by guys like Dave and, and Sean. Um, and I trust Sean's reporting on things, but it, the, the timeline's very muddy on this. And obviously that's accounts of people who, that's accounts of people, I don't know who exactly like Sean and Dave are are talking to. I know Dave has talked with The Rock in the past. I don't know if The Rock is giving him all of this stuff. But I think the only, the people who truly know are obviously The Rock, Triple H, maybe Nick Khan, Mark Shapiro, Ari, people like that. Um, Brian Gowers. Yeah, Brian Gowers. Yeah, he... Yeah. So The Rock is teasing long game stuff. Yeah. And long game to me, and this is what I said on the show um, a couple weeks ago, after after he did after he made the announcement that he was joining the TKO board, he was on ESPN, and he talked about like long game building WrestleMania. I thought next year for Rock was the one that made sense. First mm-hmm. Netflix WrestleMania, you can you got a year to to really build it uh, with television because the the build. I know people are saying like they haven't really built. It's been teased. It's been teased. It's been simmering. Whatever you want to what however you want to call it. But it's just been, you know, young rock, social media, random shots here and there, but nothing on television. This would have given them a proper build on television for a year where it wouldn't be every week. But like Cena and Rock a decade ago, they mentioned it enough to keep it to keep it fresh and keep it in the forefront of your mind. That's what it seemed like it was going to be. Instead, here comes Rock this year. Yeah, uh, Gajan is saying, um, now it's WrestleMania 41 Las Vegas. That show will be headlined by Rock and Roman. I think that's what a lot of people, certainly Cody Rhodes fans, are hoping for. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you would have Cody do all of that if that was the play, though. It, it's, <clears throat> I, I honestly think at this point, like, I think they were going to just go ahead and do Rock and Roman this year because, like, the situation they they were in with like the Vince stuff and like the CM Punk injury, they just like kind of they were like, I, I honestly think that they were going to do, I, I think it's very likely that everything you just said was going to be the possibility at one point. They were like, well, the Rock seems committed, <clears throat> we might be able to get him this year, but like, let's lock him in for next year, like, we'll get him in as like. A, like an owner of the company like you know so he'll be around he'll be involved and we'll know we'll know by next year like he's ready to do this and then with the punk injury and the Vince stuff they probably they might have freaked out a little bit and they're like well, we need to do this right now because of the the good pr but once again like it makes me think that I, at a, at some point within the last couple of weeks i think they did change their mind and they did say it's going to be rock and roman this year because otherwise why would Cody come out and like what, what sticks with me so much on the Cody promo with the rock is him specifically saying my goalpost has moved. I'm, I want my, I want to get that championship. It's not at WrestleMania. Like he straight up mentions not at WrestleMania. So for anything else to happen at this point, I think it really actually had to have been the yes movement type. We want Cody stuff that happened because i think if cody gets roman at this point it's because they did change course again and then they'll do rock and roman maybe next year but the way that this has all gone down with cody saying not wrestlemania and 
I mean, the other thing is too, they really like put down Seth's title throughout all this too. Yeah, that like, was like, hilarious. Yeah, like why would Cody, like Cody admit, eventually, uh, like R- Roman said, hey, that's the second place title. You know, you can get, you can win the second the place. Losers the, bracket. The consolation bracket, which is true. It's all the people that, it's all the people that Roman's beat or hasn't been able to beat Roman. Seth technically has like that DQ or whatever, no, no contest, whatever that was. As a DQ um, win. DQ win technically, right? But, Outside of that, it's like everyone else, and and then, but then even when you look at it, Cody's beat Seth three times. It doesn't care about winning that championship. Like the guy he's beat three times. Um, so and don't even get me started on Damian Priest. This guy's running around with a briefcase, and like nobody cares about him becoming the champion at this point. Like so, and he loses every time I see him wrestle. I feel like, which is pretty common for the Money in the Bank holder. I get that, but. Yeah, I, I I think that's where we're at, man. I think just straight up, like, I think they wanted to do the Rock and Roman next year. They moved it up to this year because of the situation they're in with a few different major things happening. And now they're having to, to pivot again because the We Want Cody movement has gotten so strong that now they're like, well, we got to put Cody in there. Like, what are we doing? And, and the other thing is Cody tweeting on, uh, was it on Monday during Raw? He was like, he's like, I love y'all. You know, God bless. Just, just trust me. And it's like, okay. I've been trusted you for decades, literally. Um, like, listen, I'm 35. I don't, I'm not in a, I'm, I don't get to make a wish. Right. But like, there are a lot of legitimate like make a wish children and little kids and and people who are going through real stuff in their lives that use professional wrestling as their escape. This is nothing against Roman. I think Roman's done a great job. I honestly do. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Legitimately. I have no issues with the rock. Like if this was any other scenario, this would be great that we that we're finally getting the rock and Roman. I would have no problems with this at all. But the fact that they're going to keep doing this to Cody and to Cody's fans, and it'd be one thing if like he wasn't the right guy. And, I, and I'd and i be able to admit it if he wasn't. But I think we can all collectively agree at this point. Of course, you're going to have some outliers, people who don't agree. But for the most part, I think we can all agree. For years, the WWE has been searching for their next top baby face, for their next quote-unquote John Cena. They tried to make that Roman Reigns year after year after year, and it, it wasn't working. They finally got it right with this heel turn. They finally got it right. But he's the heel. He'll eventually become the top, one of the top baby faces again, probably. But he's also probably winding down to a degree. He's already basically part-time. Cody's there every week. And he wants the ball. He said it in the press conference after the pay-per-view. He was like, I'm the right guy for the job. I want the job. This is paralleling my own situation with work that we keep talking about every week. I don't want to jump into that much. But... Full disclosure, when I took the job that I currently have, I took that job in April two years ago. The same, Right around the time Cody Rhodes came back to the WWE, right around the same time, it was the same month. The only reason I accepted the job that I currently do, and I hope somebody in my work is watching, because there are actually some wrestling fans that work for my company that said they've seen the show before. If you're watching, the only reason I've been doing the job that I've been doing for the last two years is for the job that I interviewed for a couple months ago that I'm still waiting on the offer for. The only reason I've been doing the current job for two years is for the opportunity 
for the job that I've wanted, that I've already interviewed for in November, that I've already been told I'm getting, that I'm still waiting on an offer for because there's so many moving pieces and things keep happening. And they keep saying, well, it's going to happen, but you know, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I feel like I'm Cody. It's like, let's finish our stories here. All right. Well, no more of this BS and waiting. Like I, I, it, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating being told you're the right guy. We want you, you got the job, but there's this one thing we got to do before that. Okay. Well, now there's this other thing we got to do before that. What's this other thing we got to do before that? But, it, but it's you, but it's you. We're going with you. Oh, I can only imagine what the rock was saying to Cody when he was hugging him in that ring. He was probably like, bro, you're doing the right thing. You know, you know, your time is coming. And the look on Cody's face was just like, I can't believe this. You know, like it, it was the same kind of look he had on his face when he got off that bus with his family before WrestleMania last year. He's like, I think he was holding, I think he was holding Libby and, and he was in, 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 uh, and and uh, I think his wife was next to him. It was like him, Liberty, and his wife. I think they all came off of the off the bus, and you could tell that like Cody had this look on his face. Like, did they just tell him he's losing? Like, and that was like the kind of look he had on his face with the Rock. Like, this is really sinking in right now. Like, Cody just had to hand this off to the Rock. And by the way, I said this on social media. It's probably the most interaction I've ever gotten on anything I've said on Twitter ever. What they've done inadvertently, they have turned Cody Rhodes into the new People's Champion which is actually badass because when you think about it, what's more people's champion than all the people, the entire fan base choosing Cody over the people's champion. And by the way, DDP used to call himself the people's champion and Cody Rhodes has a lot of respect for DDP. There's still that link there. So uh, Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare, he's the new people's champion as far as I'm concerned. And the last thing I'll say about this, and I'll, and I'll say this on a positive note, this may not be, not be the last thing depending on what we talk about, but I want to say this because I honestly mean this. As much as I want to see Cody Rhodes become the WWE champion, all right, all right, I, I said it a thousand times. I've, I've I've been literally waiting to see this guy do this for 22 years. All right, it's like the Minnesota Vikings. I said that before. I've, I've watched the Minnesota Vikings for over 30 years. Yeah, I've watched professional wrestling for over 30 years. And um, with my Vikings, like the Super Bowl, it's kind of a pipe dream. I really hope it happens. Like I, I root for my Vikings every year. I get hopeful every year. I I, I buy their merch, the new jerseys. I'm, I'm I'm I sit there and I. I'm, I'm very uh, superstitious and I, I want my Vikings to win. But at the end of the day, there's 32 NFL teams. That's a legitimate competition. A lot of things go wrong. Injuries happen. It, it is what it is. My Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. They probably never will. Like my grandfather never got to see it happen in his lifetime. My dad might not ever get to either. And it's sad to think about, but that's just the truth. With the WWE, they can literally just decide, okay, Cody, it's your time. But even if they don't do that, and this is going to be where I saw people saying, uh, I got a lot of hopium right now. It's way past hopium. It, it's straight copium at this point. It's straight copium. But I'll say this, and this is true. As much as I want to see Cody Rhodes become the WWE champion, as much as I want to see him hold that title belt that was that was taken away from his father, and I want to see him finish the story, and I want to see him be, be, be the guy to beat Roman Reigns, the honest to God truth, and this is going to sound super corny, but it's really the truth. Cody's already won. Like he really has, because even in the situation he's in right now, the real winner and you're doing this with the real winner here, honestly, this is what's real. The WWE championship is not real. The world championship is not real. These are, these are, these are props that are put on, on people for marketing purposes. They're not really real. Okay. What's real is Cody Rhodes reaching out to someone in the crowd and going, Hey, there's a sign out there that I see from the ring. 
I can't, I, I'm legally blind. I can't see, but I'm trying to see Cody Rhodes. Hey, come up here to the guardrail. I'm going to give you a hug and sign some stuff for you. What's real is getting the entire wrestling club tickets to, to WrestleMania. Like what's, what's real is, is this stuff. It, what's real is Cody going and saying, I want to be like John Cena and I want to do all the make-a-wishes that I possibly can. Before these events, I want to be helping these kids out. Like that's what's actually real. Cody Rhodes is the face of the company already. He already is. The final cherry on top is getting that championship to him because that that just solidifies everything. But I'm just going to say it. Like, whether it happens or not, I'm proud to be a Cody Rhodes fan. Like, I love that dude. I think, and a big reason is because I look at, look at all these scumbags in professional wrestling. I'll, I'll just say it. Vince McMahon is God in professional wrestling. He is. He is straight up God. Like the modern professional wrestling that we, that we've been fans of our whole lives. That is essentially the, that man's vision that we are still seeing in front of us. He is the, and he turned out to be an absolute scumbag piece of trash. There's a lot of people in this industry that are pieces of trash. A lot of them. Cody Rhodes. I never have to worry about that with kids. Don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about Cody being involved in some BS scandals. You don't have to worry about Cody, you know, embarrassing the company. You don't have to worry about Cody embarrassing his fan base. You don't have to worry about that. He's a good human being with a good heart, with a good family, with good morals, that loves professional wrestling, that loves his fan base. And that to me is a gigantic win. Like that's, I'm proud that my favorite professional wrestler of all time, I can say that about and confidently know he's a good dude and none of this BS is ever going to apply to him. And he can just be the face of your company and you can trust him. So go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead with the troll and let's hear it. So when your kids ask you, Dad, who's your favorite wrestler? And you say, it's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the the man I cheered for growing up. And they say, oh, can I see a great Cody Rhodes match? Can I see... Did I lose Jeremy? Okay, there we go. There we go. Okay, I was about to back. tell this I, big emotional story, and then yeah, no, I, I heard you. I, I heard you <laughs> up until you said. Uh, well, by the way, I don't have kids, so this doesn't apply to me yet. But I, but you were saying big Cody Rhodes uh, match. That's where that's where you froze. Yeah, what's what's the big Cody Rhodes match? What's the big Cody Rhodes moment that you can show me? And you're like, let this house show. He pointed out a, a, a kid. All right, uh, he went. He visited the wrestling club. Like, that's cool, Dad, but, like, did he win? Did he ever hold the championship? Because all I've been told is that how important these championships are, how important the, the, the historic title reign of Roman Reigns is, how important 17-time champion John Cena is, how important 232-time champion Charlotte Flair is. Did he ever win the title, Dad? It's like he won the title in life son let that be a lesson to you you don't have to worry about these fake championships he won the title in life and the kid says that sounds fucking stupid he should have won the world title he should have actually won these titles sounds like he's a big old failure who got hit with a rubber chicken at wrestlemania to me mm-hmm. that's how that conversation's gonna go yeah okay so this i i that reminds me of something else i wanted to bring up when it came to this so <laughs> The whole Cody Rhodes being a loser thing. That's got to be frustrating to him too. It has to be because he's an actual winner. 
I watched this man win back-to-back state championships at La- through, through the state of Georgia in actual legitimate amateur wrestling, 189 pounds, back-to-back, went undefeated his junior year, did not lose one match, pinned most of his opponents, did not, win, did not lose one match his entire junior year, senior year, loses early on in the season to this one dude, then beats him in the rematch to win the state championship his senior year, goes back-to-back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Like that's like Cody's a winner. This has got to be so frustrating to him to have to keep being told to go out there and lose. It's like, well, I'm okay. Has he ever, has he ever thought of just winning those matches? Has he ever thought of wanting it more? <laughs> just didn't want it bad enough. It sounds like. The crazy thing is he could legitimately pin most of the people on the roster. If he actually wanted to like shoot a half and just like hold them down, he'd be able to. Um, but, but, but yeah, Jeremy, I, I get that. And, and listen, and there's people in the chat there is copium, copium, copium. And I, I, I've already admitted that before I even started explaining this. So I, I'm, I'm with you Um, the mental gymnastics I've, I've had to play in my mind this last week has been, and once again, I'm glad I didn't come on any like platform like the night of, or like the morning after oh, that would have been hilarious by well, the way, <laughs> it would have been funny, but it also might have made me look really, really stupid, depending on like where they actually yeah. wind up going with this. Now, now, if tonight rolls around and they and they just box Cody out of the of, of shot with Roman, I mean, you're gonna have to wait a whole another week to hear me talk about it on here. But I mean, I guess the weekender I'll probably go off a little bit. But I mean, I guess that's where we're at, though. I guess I'm just really hopeful that and I said it a couple weeks ago. Diamond fucking hands. I'm still on the Cody Rhodes bus here. Like I, I, we're, I still think Cody Rhodes is winning the championship at WrestleMania. 
I still think it's going to happen. And I'm more confident in it now than I was a week ago because of this We Want Cody movement. Like, th- this is... Ooh. Dude, This, I mean, if, if they... if they, Because what they're risking is the fan base completely rejecting the Rock and Roman stuff. Outside of the the, the casual fans, which I, I get that's a, that's a big factor in this. Like, people that don't really watch wrestling that are talking about The Rock being back and this kind of stuff. But you still get that if you do Roman both nights. You still get the, the Rock fan base coming in that doesn't watch wrestling. You see him wrestle Roman night one, and then you get everyone all hyped up on, oh man, this was this was fun. I haven't watched wrestling forever. This was, this was awesome. This Roman Reigns dude's badass. He just beat The Rock. This is crazy. This guy's had this title for like over three years, and he wrestles again tomorrow night against this dude who everyone's going nuts over. Okay, like I'm gonna watch this again tomorrow night. That's what you do. I don't know if uh, if if being more confident about it is uh i'm talking about uh, since after the rock was announced on right i i get it but uh i don't know it's tough dude it's tough i mean obviously y'all know my my most of you i and and there's a lot of people that are probably watching this for the first time that know anything about me or my background and i don't expect everybody to know that when i'm tweeting stuff and i mean that's one thing that was pretty eye-opening was the amount of haters when i was just like talking about just being a fan of Cody and wanting to see Cody do, you know, be successful in the WWE and WrestleMania, the amount of things that people go after is really funny. Like, um, outside of just like the normal, like just trash talk that you see, like, you know, bigoted people like say on social media to everybody, you know, stuff that you, they would say to anyone, no matter what, just cause they don't like them. They say stupid stuff to, pe- to people to put them down. But like outside of that, I was unaware of so many people were like, I had multiple people reach out to me and be like, why would they put Cody in the top spot? He has a lisp. He sounds stupid, stupid when he talks on the microphone. I'm like, what? What the? And by the way, like, wh- like, why would that make any difference in anything? Like, what? Like, I mean, just people say, and, and I, I, I couldn't believe finding people like that was their, that was their excuse. It was like, he's not, the rock's the best of all time on the microphone and Cody has a lisp. Like, well, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, listen, listen to what happened. When this dude comes out on the ramp, listen to the fans. If, if Cody Rhodes never said another word in his life, he'd be the most over guy on the show still. Like, it's it, the, 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 the excuses that people come up with to not like this guy is hilarious. I saw some people that were like, well, he's too, he's too USA. He's too, he's too, I don't live in America, so fuck him. It's like, okay, I guess, okay. Like, he's proud, he's proud. He's proud. He's proud of where he's from. He, he, he the red, white, and blue. Like, okay. I hope you're proud of where you come from to at least some degree. He's you know? got a partial American flag tattooed on his neck. Yeah, no, it's all I put. It's literally. And listen, I, there's there's problems with this country for sure. We don't live in a perfect country, uh, definitely not. But like, I think it's ridiculous to have to fuck America. Like, no, we still live in a fucking great country in comparison to like. A lot of what, I mean, we got a pretty damn good role of the geographical dice. And Cody's happy to be from here and to be representing us. He want, he He's the guy who wants to represent us. Like, he wants to represent wrestling fans. He wants to represent the country. He wants to, and not even just the country. When he goes to other countries, he represents them. The, the, the fans that don't even speak English as their first language sing his song when he comes out to the ring. Like, what more do you need to be the top guy in this company, in this worldwide company? You want you want the WWE logo 
to be the McDonald's arches upside down. You want people to see that and go, WWE, wrestle, like World Wrestling Entertainment. And you and Cody wants to be the guy you think of when you see those arches. And it's right there. It's been there for multiple years. Went back to back at Royal Rumble to just hand it off? No way. There's no way Cody could stand for that. He's the, he's the ultimate team player. He keeps talking about the locker room is, is unified. It's the best locker room he's ever been in. But even he has to be a little selfish at, at, at this point and be like, okay, I'll do anything you guys want me to. I'm a team player. But listen to the Like, really? Really? And if not now, when? Is You're going to make me wait another year for this? This is bullshit. Has Cody so. ever thought that? This is the problem. This is the problem. Cody, he just went to another wrestling company to make himself a big star, right? Mm-hmm. The Rock went to Hollywood to make himself a big star. Has Cody thought about that? Like, you got to... Cody he... stayed in the wrestling business and Rock abandoned us and gets to come back whenever he wants. All right, John Cena. And, 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 and jump the line on everyone. Okay, John Cena. Calm down. No, okay, CM Punk, calm down. I'll sympathize with CM Punk on this. You want a little Vanilla Silva. CM Punk tried to warn him. CM Punk tried to warn him that this is going to happen. Cody Rhodes needs to cut a pipe bomb promo. If they, if, they, if, they don't, if they don't give him, and that's the other thing that The Rock probably thanked him for. Not that they would expect Cody to go like sideways on the microphone, but they handed Cody, <laughs> Cody a live microphone on SmackDown. And yeah. it's like, he could have easily been like, all right, I, I was told to bring The Rock out this here, is, but like, this listen, is the guys. problem. Internet keeps cutting out. It's very upset. You're good. Go ahead. I mean, I can hear you and see you. Oh, he is cutting out now. Okay. Well, I was just saying, like the Rock, the Rock had a a live or Cody had a live microphone in there with the Rock, and yeah. I don't think that the Rock was gonna that they were like worried he'd say something wrong or go sideways. They weren't worried, Jensen, because this is the problem with Cody. He's soft. He clearly no. isn't gonna step out of his bounds here here you go cody we know you're not gonna say anything we know you're not gonna rule it you're a team player cody just go out there and do what's right for the team because like, okay guys no problem if cody had any balls if he wanted to take that spot if he wanted to overstep the rock he should have done it but he's not going to because he's soft in the immortal words of the late great kobe bryant soft Cody is Kwame Brown and Kobe Bryant has entered the building. Get out of here, Kwame. Go wherever, go to Washington, whatever you want to do. Political thing. Go, go over there. Soft. Well, that's, that's how it looks, honestly, in a lot of ways, like on the show. I will agree. Arn was right. People are saying it. What did, what did, what did Arn say? What type of person is Cody? Cody is the type of person that just lets someone carjack him. Here you go. Here you go, Mr. Dwayne. Here's my car. I know you can afford this much nicer car. You can afford the the Tesla whatever nonsense. But you take my Toyota Corolla here. It's fine, Mr. Dwayne. You take it. You need to get where you need to get. It gets good gas mileage. You take my car, Mr. Dwayne. What did Arn tell him to do? Pull out the Glock. What did Cody not do? Here's the car keys. Yeah, so I'm not going to even disagree with that because that is how it comes across on the screen for Cody just like step aside. Um, but 
there was another oh and there's people that are saying there was another uh you know there are there are rock fans in here that are just you know someone said called us peasants i missed the person's name but they're but i listen i i actually agree <laughs> that's what's so crazy about this i don't dislike the rock i don't dislike roman reigns i dislike the situation we're in where the rock has taken cody's spot that bothers me this the rock has not taken cody's spot the rock has not taken cody's spot the rock didn't take it cody gave it up right okay in storyline yes that has happened in real life cody the rock took it so or the wwe has decided the rock can have it cody didn't cody's not stepping aside in real life going man that was awesome when the royal rumble for the second time this is great. WrestleMania coming up. I get to my second shot with Roman. I get to finish the story. Invited the whole wrestling club out. Invited my family out. Invited all my friends out. Like, this is going to be it. We're finally happening. Well, you know what? I heard Dwayne wants to come back to wrestling. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a meeting with the with the, the higher ups at WWE, including Dwayne himself now. Just tell him, hey, you can have it instead. Is it better for you to be here and do this instead? Listen, The Rock coming back is a big deal. There are massive a massive fan base for the rock still, but the timing also these movies he's been in, like I've, I've been seeing these fast and furious movies. I've, I saw the last one in theaters. They're shit. They're shit movies. Anyway. So Steven Jensen is now off of the show. I can get myself back <laughs> in. I'm logged in. So, so these movies are shit. And, and, and I think that, I think oh, that the rock, I think, I think a lot of the movies that rock's been in lately have been shit. And he's name one, of, name one. I haven't seen most of them. This is what I'm hearing. I have to be fair. I haven't. You can't. You can't name one. By based on the the public reaction I have seen towards these movies and the Rock's current situation, it sounds like he's not very favored, or or people don't really like him in like the Marvel universe or whatever. And like apparently, he's like not doing great in Hollywood at the moment. So this is kind of the perfect time for him to come back to wrestling. So. Similar kind of to CM Punk. Like he wasn't doing, he did terrible in the UFC, got fired from AEW. Well, now it's time to come back to WWE and jump everyone's spots. Like, I don't really love that concept. But even if you're a massive star and have a massive fan base, like CM Punk and like The Rock both do. But that's the thing with The Rock. I don't want people to, to hear me saying this and think that I'm just this giant hater of The Rock and that I don't want him back in wrestling. I don't want him back coming, coming and just taking the story from Cody after a multi-year journey and Cody winning the when you win the Royal Rumble, it isn't even so much about the title shot. It is, but 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 it's you main event WrestleMania. Why would you ever win the Royal Rumble and go? I don't, I don't want WrestleMania main event. And for that to have to be the Rock coming in to do that to him, that's that's my problem. If the, if the title belt was not involved and this was just the Rock and Roman and Cody, this didn't affect Cody. I would be with everybody else who's a massive rock fan. I would be saying, this is badass. We're finally getting this match. I'd be hyped for it. But I'm, and, and listen, and I still will be. If they do rock and Roman night one, Cody versus the winner night two, I'm all on board. I'm completely, I have no, I have literally no problem with that scenario at all. I'm I'm 100% for that. But we won't know until tonight if that's going to happen or not. People are going to either come back and watch this show and see that I've been like totally vindicated. And it's going to be like, oh, wow, Jensen, it's all good for Jensen. This is this is good stuff for Jensen and the Cody fans. But if we find out that he's not getting Roman at WrestleMania, or if, if he's not going to do it at WrestleMania, Cody needs to make it crystal clear when he's going to be taking his title opportunity tonight. He needs to tell us what, what the hell is going on. So we have a light at the end of the tunnel, 
and we know when we can be looking forward to this. Um, the The Rock yeah. has said that the press conference tonight is um, is going to be talked about forever. The Rock, a man who has never lied, so. I expect this press conference to it's going to be a big deal, right? You you go to Vegas, the rocks there, Romans there, the entire sports media is there because the Super Bowl is in Vegas this week. Like this is big time coverage for the company. Whatever they do is going to be talked about and right or wrong. They've or uh, not right or wrong. Um, What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Apologies, everybody. My brain just short circuits. Uh, meant or not meant. Terrible, terrible wording. They've created this buzz just based on what they did on Friday, right? Like they, they've created the buzz just based on Cody stepping aside and giving it huh. to The Rock. So they've they've already created this for this press conference. And now whatever they do with this press conference is going to be very talked about. We're going to talk about other topics, but last, last question for you, Jensen, take, take your Cody Rhodes fandom off for a second. I know that's very difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's difficult. What do you actually expect WWE to do with this press conference tonight and WrestleMania 40? Rock and Roman night one, Cody gets to winter night two. It's the only way to go at this point. I that's see, what you I, expect them to. That's what I actually expect them to do. I think they, I think they, they write, they write the wrong here and give, give the fans what they want because, because everyone wins in that scenario as long as Roman stays healthy both nights, which, which he should be able to do because he shouldn't have to do a whole lot against the Rock night one. So like that, that everybody wins. The Rock comes back. The Rock's fans get to have a blast seeing him back. You finally get the Rock versus Roman. You finally have Roman beating the Rock. There's no one left for Roman in that family to go through. He is the head of the table. Cody beats him and takes it all night two. Um, just like you said he wanted to. He said he wanted to take it all from him. That's the way to take it all from him. He took out his family and him all in one swoop. And wrestling has more than one royal family. And at the end of WrestleMania, the Rhodes family stands at the top of that mountain. I've seen people also mention Elimination Chamber quite a bit in the chat. Oh, I, no, I, stop that. I, 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 don't, I don't think the American Nightmare is going to finish his story in Australia. I just don't see that being like the people... best scenario. People doing the elimination chamber bit are, and maybe that that's the cope to me because that's what people were talking about when rock came back for day one and people like, Oh, they can do rock and Roman at elimination chamber. No, they're not doing that. And they're not doing Cody and Roman at elimination chamber. And if they do, that's a bad sign for Cody Rhodes because Roman ain't losing before no. we get to WrestleMania. Right. So if they do Cody and Roman at Wrestle at, at Elimination Chamber, that's probably an L for Cody Rhodes. So I, I don't agree. think you, fans of Cody should not want, should not want uh, Cody and Roman at Elimination Chamber. You no. you were better off having that at, at SummerSlam because then Cody has a shot. Elimination Chamber, I don't feel like he's got a shot. Have they announced the location for SummerSlam yet? No, that Sean mentioned that yesterday. Of like, it's very curious that they haven't. The only, the only other scenario that I think is okay, even though the scenario I just laid out is the one that I want the two night WrestleMania. Cody wins it all. Then the only other way that it would make sense at all, I think, is if at this press conference tonight they make Rock and Roman official, and Cody says, you know, I consulted with The Rock, like I said. Normally, the winner of the of the Royal Rumble gets the main event of WrestleMania. 
the rocks, you know, in charge now, blah, blah, blah. So we, we consulted and this is what we, this is what we came up with the rock and Roman that's happening at WrestleMania. My title shot is happening and they, they make, they make either the MSG show official or they say SummerSlam is going to be in Atlanta and, and he's, he's taking the title shot in, in front of his home crowd in Atlanta. And that's the only, that's the only other scenario is I'm okay with. Cause if Cody, I mean, that's the thing. Cody at the end of at, at SmackDown after the show was over, he literally got on the microphone and said the next time he comes back to Atlanta, he's bringing a championship with him. So it's like, can maybe he can win it in front 24 seven title. Find that in the trash or something. All right, let's move on to another topic. This is just, this doesn't even make any sense. Why you, okay. Um, <laughs> We do got yeah. a bunch of super chats real quickly. Uh, okay. Kim Gray, uh, since pop off Jensen, I'm seated while driving. Be safe. Please be safe. Yeah. Um, Bam says rock verse Roman is the first male, all um, person of color main event. Jeremy lagged out again during the super chat. I'll go ahead and read this out. It says Roman versus the rock is the first male, um, all POC main event of WrestleMania 40. And thank you, Cody, for doing the right thing here. It would be kind of feel for Cody to take that away from us now. Sorry, Jensen. Listen, you can still do it night one. You can still have that night one. But then you're taking away a spot from the women. Why do you want them to take away the spot from the women? I, that's, that, that's that's like going on social media and saying my favorite color is green and everyone going, so you hate orange? That's, that's, that's a ridiculous argument. <laughs> uh, Finley Justin says, there's very little they can say slash do to make this make sense after what they did on Friday slash not said on Monday. Rockets a long game all at once, but they've killed Cody with this storyline wise. Like, I don't disagree. I think they can save it, but they're off to a very bad start with what they did on Friday and Monday. They could easily save it of just Rock makes it a triple threat match. Cody says, you know what? I thought about it. I still want in this match. I'm still going to take everything. Like you can still talk yourself into it. And fans are going to be excited as long as Cody's in that spot. People are going to be like, yeah, that was stupid. But you know what? They got to where we wanted them to get there in the end. And if they deliver on the moment, which would be a Cody victory, then people are going to be like, all right, fine. If they don't, then we continue to discuss how dumb this is. Uh, Ken says rock Roman on night two bloodline turns on Roman rock wins. Roman goes on, goes face chases rock. Cody wins the world heavyweight title on night one priest cashes in chaos. Would that be like the most aside from Cody, not challenging for any title. Would that be the most disappointing scenario? He faces Rollins on night one wins and then priest immediately cashes in. That sounds like it sucks I've, to me. I thought about that scenario. I think it's actually more likely that Priest would cash in and Cody would beat him also, to be completely honest. I think it's more likely that Rollins beats Cody and then Priest cashes in. Oh, it's so insane. I think so it's very insane. dumb. I think it's very dumb. All trolling aside, I think it's very stupid for Cody's first world title victory to not be the Roman title. I like, agree. It's always been talking about. He's yeah. been ignoring the title set's been holding yes. for the last year. He didn't. He didn't want to be in the tournament. He. I guess he maybe he lost one of the qualified matches due to interference. I can't remember. But he wasn't. He hasn't chased Seth at all. He hasn't mentioned that at all. Even when he won the Rumble, it was immediately pointing at Roman. This man yeah. does not care about this title at all. So I don't care to see him win that title when the it's the other title that he's been talking about the entire time. So exactly to, to be the first, um, to be the first thing. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, People in the chat were saying Minnesota for next year's WrestleMania. That was the big rumor for a long time. And I'd like to see it in in Minnesota. I'm a huge Vikings fan. That's an incredible uh, stadium they have out there for the Vikings. 
Um, I think it'd be really cool to see Justin Jefferson in the front row or something during WrestleMania. If he's still on the team by then, that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, and then D'Lo says Justice Virginson. Thank you, D'Lo. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, let's move on to our AEW spotlight. We, we do have AEW to talk about, and uh, we're going to talk about TNA a little bit. So here we go. Uh, where? Oh, here we go. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. AW last night, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was one of the best Dynamites ever, and I'm not doing a bit on that. I love this episode of Dynamite. We had um, Swerve and Hangman, which went to a 30-minute uh, draw. That was a fantastic match. I thought our draw was... On the table, I said this weeks ago about a triple threat match. Um, so I wasn't too surprised to see it be a draw. I love the double turn. I I think Hangman should have been your full bore top baby face, but the crowd was reacting more to Swerve because apparently they do not care about breaking and entering and uh, you know threatening right. children. So they love good wrestling over that. Uh, so but so they made the right call doing the double turn here. I got no problem with that. Um, I love Sting winning the title. Everyone knows I'm a big Sting fan. Uh, so loved him winning the title and loved the post-match angle with the Young Bucks wearing all white, getting blood. It, and it was more than just like attack and then, oh, Young Bucks are the heels. Nah, like doing the extended beatdown with the blood and the family and everything. That's good heel stuff right there. So I absolutely love that. I thought Deanna was great on commentary during the Tony Storm Red Velvet match to put more heat on that. Really, the only thing I didn't like was the finish of Jericho and Takeshka because it's just Don Callis uh, more just inserting himself into things and it makes it feel like this feud's going to continue and I don't need any of that. But the, the major stuff, they hit it out of the park, I thought, last night. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite myself. Um, I, so full disclosure, me and Jeremy uh, interviewed Griffin McCoy last night. We usually record our interviews on uh, on Tuesday nights, but we did last night. So I had to get I went straight from <clears throat> working up my shoot job right into that. So I had to go get food right after the interview. So I was watching Heyman and Swerve like from my car, well, allegedly from like from my car, and then from the Mexican restaurant that I was at. So I was like, and every time I looked down, I was like, this match is still going. This match is still going. I was like, they got to be going to a time limit draw. And it was, it was really good. Like, it was like, every time I was looking over, it was like, it looked like the finish of the match was about to happen. Like they got me multiple times where it was like, Swerve double stomp. This has got to be it. You know, Swerve hit a, 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 a buckshot lariat, um, you know, and then went right into the double stomp. And I was like, man, that'd be some disrespect if you actually beat him with that. And uh, I, yeah, so that was a great <laughs> opening match. Um and you called that. You've been calling that to your credit. You've been calling the 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 no contest or the the time limit draw, and getting both those guys in the title mix for a while. Um, the uh, the Jericho Takeshita stuff I actually enjoyed um, mainly because of the finish. Like not necessarily Callus getting involved, but it was a pretty cool visual seeing Jericho tap out to the Lion Chamber. Like I don't think I've seen that happen. And Jericho's been in wrestling for over thirty years, so like. That was that was pretty cool to actually see that happen. Um, the main event, obviously, I love Sting, and I'm, I've been a longtime Darby Allen fan. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw Darby Allen wrestle live was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This was back in like probably 2018 or something like that, 
And he actually wrestled Joey Janela. And this was before AEW was even like a concept. And they wrestled each other in a high school gym for a, a company called the SCI, Scenic City Invitational. And shout out to uh, to Dylan Hales and to Scott Hensley and all the people that have put those shows on for years. And I remember, like, because I brought my dad to the show. My dad doesn't watch a lot of wrestling, but he just wanted, like, to get together that weekend. And I remember my dad even being like, man, this this guy's, like, that's really entertaining. Like, this guy's pretty good. Like, he was talking about Darby. And he was like, but he's so small. Like, you know, and I was like, I was like, I know he's. I walked up to Darby. I think like, this guy's may, like maybe five, six. I mean, he's a small guy. And this is before AW was a concept once again. So even in my mind back then, I was like, damn, like this guy's got all the talent in the world, but like the WWE is never going to give this guy a shot. Like this is, this is a bummer to see this much talent that just isn't going to get a shot because of his size. And fast forward to now, he's one of the top stars in that company. Therefore being one of the top stars in all of wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. And I love that him and Sting are the tag champs. Like it finally happened. You know, we were all saying before Sting even appeared in AEW, we were all like dream booking, like, well, if Sting ever came in, like him and Darby, they'd have to do him and Darby, right? Like in a match or the team or something. Cause like, we like, that'd be so cool if they actually did that. And then they actually did. And it, and it, and it made Sting's career. Like we thought Sting was done after the Rollins match in the WWE years ago. And for him to have this whole second life, really it's like a fourth life. Cause he had like the WCW life and the TNA life and he had the WWE life and now this. But with, with AEW, this is, this is how you go out on a high note. Like, this is great stuff. So I love seeing Sting and Darby win the titles last night. I'm such a massive lifelong Sting fan. One of my favorite things in my whole collection, everything behind me is signed. I got all this signed stuff. And this stuff all off screen, y'all can't see. One of my favorite things is that thing right there, the Ninja Turtles Raphael signed by Sting. My brother got me that for my birthday a few years ago. One of my prized possessions. I, I, I love anything that has to do with Sting. And, uh... So I love seeing that happen. And then the Young Bucks coming out, that was the icing. That was the icing on the cake because they are doing such a good job of getting people to hate them. And I love, they call it the EVP trigger now instead yeah. of the, the, the um, BTE trigger. That's genius. Um, and the all white, that's, that's usually a sign for me. If someone's wearing all white, you're probably going to see blood because that, that, that's the visual you're going for. It's that contrast on that. And that was very... Um, planned obviously the way they busted darby open literally held his head up to their suits and like we're like rubbing like smearing it on there you know so that was all very calculated how that all went down and uh and it gets great heat on that match and i'd imagine that the young bucks will probably beat sting and darby and sting's last match to to get those title belts um and that's like this is a the young bucks needed a reboot badly and this is working so yeah this is a great episode of dynamite um alexander fitzgerald says i love how aw has introduced oh, cml that to too yeah 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 that was a that was a really fun trios match and then um you know afterwards setting up the tag team match for for collision introducing new cml talent i imagine aw at least black bull pop that black bull black pool combat club easy for me to say uh will be making their way down to cmll in arena mexico at, at some point uh, in the near future. Yeah, that's been good. And everything I thought last night outside of Jericho to Keshka was really good stuff. And, you know, they made the big announcement, TD Garden, big business. It's yep. Mercedes Monet. It, it was exactly what Boston. I, yes, with the, the two <laughs> S's and the money signs. Like, they ain't subtle about it. Um, we, we know what it is, and that is what they should be doing. Like, I said it 
on this show, I've said it on, on other shows. Like if you're going to do this, make it like a CM Punk deal. And that's what they are doing with her. I'm thinking this is going to be Okada as well. I think they're going to combine both of them. I think they're going to bring out Mercedes because everyone is expecting her. And then they're also going to do Okada the same night and really make this as big of a deal as they can, um, which I'm completely fine with. And those are two. Mercedes is obviously a game changer in the women's division. Okada, their their male division is, is strong as it is, but Okada's also just a different level from a lot of people in that division. So you, know, you want to do big business, you bring in two people who are very associated with money. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The Rainmaker and Mon- Money. The boss. It, it's gonna it's gonna be a big show on March thirteenth. Yeah, I, 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 I wish they were they were you know actually announced Sasha, but they basically announced Sasha without actually saying her name. I mean, it was yeah. pretty. It was it was obvious what they were doing. Um, it was just kind of funny because like they already announced like like through social media like they already had announced that like that the venue was was locked down. Yeah, TD Garden kind of went out there <laughs> and spoiled that one. Which you um, know, what can you do? But I saw Maggie ask me to take my shades off. I'll take my glasses off for you, Maggie. If you want to see my squinty little eyes. Um, I have little eyes. I have such little eyes. I was hard, they're so little, I have a hard time getting my contacts in and out sometimes. Um, I was afraid I was going to cry during this episode. That's why I was wearing my glasses. I was afraid I was going to get way too emotional during the Cody stuff. And I actually forgot I was wearing my glasses there for a little while. Um, I, I mean, this, I, I, see, I see Sean kept the receipts. So, um, yeah. so yeah, Mercedes is, uh, is heading to AEW. That's for sure happening. Shout out to Andrew Zarian as well. The homie good. He's, you know, he's very reliable source. Y'all should be listening to Andrew and the stuff he's saying too. Are you going to be on your show tomorrow on in the weeds? <laughs> I imagine he will pop in during the early portion of the show. I'd recommend you guys check that out. If you, if you aren't already watching in the weeds, I'm sure Andrew will go on a little victory lap on that as well as he should. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a no brainer. That's if, if, if AEW is getting Okada and Mercedes, that's a double win for that company for sure. And, and it isn't even just like a win for just like the women's division, as you were saying for Mercedes, I know you didn't mean it this way, but like, that's just a win in general for the company. Cause like Mercedes, man, woman, non-binary, whatever, like whatever gender is out there. Like Mercedes is a star amongst wrestlers. Like she is a actual superstar. So like she's coming in and I mean, and she has the kind of wrestling talent. I know AEW doesn't do the intergender stuff really, but like if Sasha was in like in TNA, for instance, like I could see her mixing it up with like all the men too. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, that's how good Sasha is. She, she can go with anyone. She's great in the ring and she's super over. She's just her fan base for better or worse is <laughs> they can be toxic for sure, but they are, they, one thing you can't say about they, they're, they're absolutely loyal. They're, they are super loyal to her. So no matter where she winds up, there's even going to be a lot of AEW haters that are like, you know, that are just WWE fan, you know, fanboys that love Sasha, that are Sasha slash WWE fanboys. They're going to still have to give props to AEW, and we'll probably start watching AEW just because Mercedes is on that show. So, um, that's a that's a W for AEW and a W for Mercedes. Like she's going to get a whole roster of people she hasn't wrestled before for the most part. Um, and she's going to be like she'll be main eventing shows and pay per views and like. She's going to be, they're going to treat her like a huge deal. And Okada, you would as, assume they'd do the same for because Okada had the option, just like Mercedes did, but Okada had the option of, of WWE or AEW. 
and he's never been to either. And for him to choose AEW, I'd imagine that they've given him some sort of like promise of some kind, some sort of good faith of like, if you leave New Japan after all this time being the main guy there for so long, like we're going to treat you right here in AEW. You already know that we've we've worked with you with Danielson. He's like obviously like one of our top guys. You're gonna work all our top guys. You and you and Osprey is gonna headline, you know, wrestle or uh, all in or something one year. Like you know what I mean? Like I think that that the I think Osprey is gonna be treated similar to Mercedes. They're both gonna be treated like top stars. Yeah, yeah. Osprey he finishes up this weekend with New Japan. Uh, it's his last match, and then he's got one match at Rev Pro um against michael oku that's next weekend i believe for for rev pro so after he finishes up he'll he'll be in i think much like okada they might hold off until after revolution unless they just decide to do a revolution match with osprey um which i don't know off the top of my head maybe orange cassidy maybe that's the revolution match we do orange cassidy and and osprey running that back from forbidden door which was a really great match um at the fir- first Forbidden Door, maybe they do that match at Revolution, which I'd be fine with. I've determined I'm going to Revolution, so if anybody is is going, come say hi. If you oh yeah, like. you gonna, are you gonna paint your face like Sting? No, I am going as a fan. I'm not gonna work, which is I'm very much looking forward to. Is yeah, not having to work. Um, oh yeah, Orange Cassidy is facing Roderick Strong. <laughs> That match yeah. uh, was was clearly on the forefront of my mind. Osprey and Takeshita, that, that'd be fine. I, but I don't know if it feels like Osprey should win that, and then I don't need Takeshita taking losses. Uh, it'd be a great yeah. match. It'd be a great match. But like they got to really actually heat up Takeshita as, after the Omega stuff, and that that Jericho yeah. match didn't heat him up as much as it probably could. have. It's been pretty confusing how they've handled Takeshita, like his trajectory yeah. for sure um and <laughs> this is off topic we don't need to dive into this i just want to say it because you we mentioned roddy i was i'm just gonna i'm probably not the first to say this i just i haven't been paying much attention i was gonna say it undisputed kingdom is ass the the pay the payoff for that whole thing is ass like the group's ass like there was it was a waste it was it's ass Sorry. adam cole rolling up <laughs> to chuck taylor last night was hilarious yeah that's me. pretty funny the group's ass though like sorry y'all like I, I, we, we waited a long time for this devil story and this reveal the group's ass I, I i i love i love adam cole i love roderick strong uh the group the group's ass though like they got they got to they got to figure this out it took a long time for them to put this together and it's ass anyway go ahead uh tim says any idea where yuda has been i i don't i don't know where yuda has been that's a good question. I love Wheeler Yuta though. I'm a very big Wheeler Yuta fan. I hope they do more with him, even even more so than they already have with AEW. I, I that guy can go. That guy can really go in the ring. He yeah. he can go before he's even 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 AEW. I'll should check out his stuff on IWTV. He was the man before he got signed. And people are saying Cole's hurt. MJF is gone. Like, and that, that's that's the issue though. Is is yeah. Cole's hurt, which sucks. And then MJF being gone, there's. There's been no way to follow that up. The way to follow that up would have been these guys are continuing to go after the top of the top out there. And it's like, well, they're feuding with another guy who's injured in that taking out Chuck Taylor, but they're feuding with Orange Cassidy, who doesn't really care about any of this. And then Samoa Joe has bigger things to worry about. They're not going after Samoa Joe. So the follow-up hasn't been good. And then you got the acclaim the easy follow-up feud would have been acclaimed and bullet club because that's who they attacked. 
Instead, they're just doing throwaway segments like they did last week on Dynamite. It's like, hey, we're the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. And then that was it. Like, yeah. That segment was so pointless last week with them. So Man, pointless. even Maggie is like, I'm cooling off on Wardlow. Oh, that's, that's really, that's, that's saying that's, something. That's yeah. saying something. I think Wardlow's hurt too. The last time I saw him, he was hobbling after the match. He said he was fine mm-hmm. uh, after last week, which, you know, might mean he's just missing a, a couple of a couple of weeks but it's nothing long term but he said he was fine so we'll see and i'm not wishing injury on anyone by the way it's not like i want to see any of these guys get hurt i just think that the groups like the payoff wasn't what like the payoff was cool when they actually paid it off but now like the aftermath and where it's all going with this has been ass cheeks and i love AEW. i just gotta keep i'll, I'll keep it real when i have to it's it's they they, they fumbled they fumbled this and yeah they, a big part of it is adam cole is hurt and mjf is gone but then like why did you do all this when you did it move on to our other spot right spotlight yes. right quickly our product is what it is we're going straight up the middle big shakeup in tna wrestling yesterday uh yeah. anthem announced that they fired scott demore from being TNA wrestling president and Anthony, I believe it's pronounced Sissione. Um, apologies if I messed that up, but he is the new TNA wrestling president. This came very out of left field because by all accounts, the more very well liked by the talent. I mean, we saw an outpouring of support from, from the talent after yeah. DMR got fired yesterday and DMR led this rebrand. Like, and people were very excited about the rebrand and details are still, coming in about this but it again seemed very sudden and i don't i don't want to say too too much as far as what did didn't happen because how many cases have we seen of like oh this guy got fired really suddenly let's all praise and support him and then something bad comes out right so i don't want to be that person who was like this is a travesty no 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 and then it turns out something bad happened i don't know if that's the case but i'm also not going to sit here and act like i know the full details of this and then something horrific comes out right and i'm, I'm with you too we have to be you know cautious when we have those kind of conversations because like you said we don't know the reason for his because it's straight up he was just straight up fired right i mean there's no other way of yeah saying, he didn't say anything it's just so he <laughs> terminated and but what i will say is and the it's it's possible the talent wouldn't know either exactly what's going on but for <clears throat> for your champions like Moose, Jordan Grace, former champions like Josh Alexander, um, Will Ospreay, who came in. Like I saw a lot of these people all praising Scott Demore. They were yeah, like Trinity, Naomi. She was like, no, not Scott Demore. Like, yeah, everybody. Moose has said many times that he resigned with TNA because of his relationship with Scott Demore. Yeah, and I so I'll, I'll, I'll preface it by this because I don't want anyone to like <laughs> retroactively like clip this in case, you know, there's stuff that comes out that we don't know about at this moment. But I'll, I'll say this is like, just, you know, if, if this was more of just like Anthem is in charge and they wanted their own people in that spot and Scott Demore was just a, just a, 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 a casualty of that. And they were just like, well, we want our own guy in there. Sorry, Scott, you know, we've been with this company on and off for, you know, 20 years um but you know we're just going to go another direction after this rebrand i that's 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 not good for a lot of reasons especially to like the talent because the, the, the thing the thing with the talent that really gets me with tna is like they seem like a great locker room right now like they, they the rebrand you saw nothing but positive 
optimistic, you know, takes from, from the locker room. They're all like TNA's back. We, we can't wait to be a part of TNA. We grew up watching TNA. Like the rebrand has been a really positive thing for the, for the locker room. It seems like they seem really unified as a locker room. Even when Naomi was leaving, it was like all of them hugging her on the way out. It was like, thank you so much for coming in and helping go off and do your thing again. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's a family type atmosphere. It felt like, and Scott Demore was the dad of that family. So it's like to cut him out and bring in a new dad, you bring in a stepdad that nobody knows. And they're just like, wait, why are you in charge now? What happened to our guy that we loved, you know, and how are you going to make things any better? Like what, what, why, why is this, why is this happening? Um, now there might be a really damn good reason it's happening. We just don't know. Um, and that's, that's why I can't say really one way or another for sure about any of this. But um, what I will say is if there wasn't a really good reason to get rid of him and it was just like a business move, that's really a bad idea in my opinion, when you just had this rebrand, when you have all this positivity, this unified locker room, why would you do anything to potentially sever that or like, or break trust with as an employer to your employees? Why, why would you, why would you do that? Especially right now? Why wouldn't you have done that before the rebrand? You know what I mean? Like make these changes and then completely reboot with new management and stuff. Why would Scott Demore be so involved with the rebrand itself? And then have him out so quickly and replaced by a guy who's not even from the wrestling business. Um, the only other thing I could think of, and this is this is literal, this is tinfoil hat, reckless speculation. Like this is not anything outside of just one thought I had was maybe because of what's going on in the WWE, like maybe Scott Demore found a way into that management team, maybe. Like, so I know that's super, super, super unlikely, but like maybe they're, they need new people at the top in WWE and he has a lot of connections with that company. Now that's different than getting fired. Right. I don't know that I don't know that they would, but maybe, maybe the new Anthem management was like Scott Demore came to us. He has an opportunity to WWE. So we fired him. We got rid of him. He, he was talking about going to another company. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't you know. Though, by the way, the only reason I bring that up is because if Scott Demore, like Scott, with his experience, he would be very valuable in the current WWE system because they need new leadership. That's the only reason that I even make that connection. Yeah. And, and you know, Rossi Ogawa um, from Stardom, he also got, got fired by, by Stardom the, this past week as well. And, you know, there was, they said he poached talent. He was trying to lead talent to either his new company or, um, or to to WWE, Tony Khan was tweeting about espionage and all this stuff. I don't know if Diamore had that real desire, but I mean, maybe, I could be completely wrong. But it seemed like he was so embedded in in TNA and yeah. wanted to try to really lead the the rebrand and really lead the group. That I don't know if it doesn't feel like he would have had the desire to just jump over to WWE again. Could be wrong. We, right. we'll, they, we'll learn more, I assume, about this in the coming days and weeks. Um, but right now, just based on what we do know, it's a it's a very curious decision because the there was a lot of positive momentum behind the group during as part of this rebrand, and now you're doing this, and the guy who's really spearheaded everything is now gone. And if nothing more comes out, that that sends a pretty loud message to a locker room that. Uh, that was really behind and really, really together. And now I don't know how they're feeling about things based on the reactions yesterday. They aren't feeling great about things because everybody was behind them more. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, the timing, the reason I bring that WWE thought up too, is the timing of like them actually working with the WWE recently. 
Like, yeah, they, you know, I, so it's I, like I they it. have they have the like the management has been in touch with Scott Van Moore very much and recently. So it's like I but but once again, I'll preface it by saying and I don't even want to put this out there because I don't I don't I hate that we even live in a world where I have to even assume or preface these things because of how often people turn out to not be who we think that they are. If he's a pest or something, then of course, see ya. But like, I can't just assume that of everybody who loses their job somewhere. I just can't. Like, that's just, that's unfair to people. Like, I can get fired from my job for something, you know, that has nothing to do with being a pest. And like, people can make whatever conclusions they want. But I don't want people immediately assuming that that's why I got fired. It could be for a variety of reasons. Um, so um, I'm sure we'll find out more. But at the end of the day, I think I think the best way we can gauge this is by keeping up with the talent on on social media that works for TNA. Because if something does come out negative, like we'll find out. They'll 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 let us know that like they feel safer because someone's not around, or like they'll let us know like this is bullshit. Like where is this guy? We love him. He should be back here. You know, like so. You know, I think we'll get we'll get some answers eventually. But it was a very very strange out of nowhere thing for Scott Demore to be out from TNA now, especially of all times. So I haven't I haven't listened to to Observer Radio or anything, but Joseph with the same Dave said that Scott wanted to spend more money than Anthem wanted to give him, which I could see. Like they've been a lot on some free agents here. They're bringing in Ali. They're bringing in Nick Nemeth. Uh, they I assume made plays for the likes of Osprey and Okada. So like I can see that, uh, but at the then it's just like, well, tell him no and let him go about the business. And, yeah, you know, just. Don't, I don't want to get fired for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, unless he's like really just a, a hard ass about it, and then it's like, all right, well, it's you either got to really not do this or you got to go. I, maybe it is a, a, a monetary thing of like you are spending all this money on free agents. We're not seeing that really increase our profits. Maybe we need to go in a different direction. But in that case, just like limit his. Tell power. Me can't spend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell I mean, can't yeah. spend and like yeah. have him still be. A, with creative and everything. I don't know. It, it's yeah. more is going to come out about this and we'll talk about it more as more comes out. Uh, Jensen, I know you got to run. Let everybody know where they can find you up. I do. Thank you very much for joining us for this very special episode of the spotlight, everybody. Um, you can follow me on X at fight talk underscore F I G H T T L T L underscore. You can use code fight talk on independent wrestling TV. And please listen to the weekender podcast over on fightful select.com. Um, I cover independent wrestling over there and I'll probably give you some more thoughts on this whole Cody situation because we'll have some more answers tonight. What is it? 7 p.m. Eastern time. They're doing this press conference. Yep. So um, I'm sure I'll give some thoughts on social media as well. Whenever we uh, have some more clarity on all these situations, um, please uh, stick around. We have a great interview for you all that you're about to hear from Griffin McCoy. He is big time. Uh, he's big time in, in CZW, big time in JCW, been making a lot of GCW appearances. He's all over the place. Um, absolutely killing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're going to really enjoy this, this interview. He's got the J cup coming up. He's wrestling Jordan Oliver for the JCW championship in the first round. And, uh, and yeah, I just, you know, it's his time. So hope you guys enjoy your, uh, your Thursdays. Hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to go clock in for the shoot job. And uh, maybe next week I'll have some good news about my, my job. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to finish my story sometime soon. Who knows? But if not, let's all, let's all get on the Cody train y'all. If you don't like Cody Rhodes, hashtag we want Cody. Win-win scenario, everyone. I'll, I'll leave on this. Win-win scenario. Cody, night two, okay? Cody gets the winner. You do Rock and Roman night one. Cody gets the winner night two. See y'all later. 
Thank you as always, Jensen. We will uh, we will talk about the press conference more in the, the coming days, weeks, whatever, whatever it might be. It's going to be a busy night, going to be a busy day in the world of wrestling, as like every single day has been for the past few weeks, really since the start of the year. It's been a long year already. As Jensen mentioned, we have an interview with Griffin McCoy. Spent about 52 minutes with him. Fantastic. He's going to be in the JCW uh, J-Cup um, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. He's going to be facing Jordan Oliver in the first round. Jordan Oliver won the J-Cup last year. So Griffin gets the the reigning champion. He's also the JCW champion, Jordan Oliver is. Uh, so that's going to be the first round matchup. It's uh, looking to be a big weekend for Griffin McCoy, but really, really got into a lot of stuff with him. It was very fantastic with his time. Look out for him. He's, he's on the come up and looking for, for big things in his future. So let's get into it in the creator spotlight, Griffin McCoy. Welcome to the creator spotlight, the interview portion of the spotlight on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is the holder of the JCW battle bull ring. Oh yeah. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. His time. Top yes, guy sir. time. We are joined by Griffin McCoy. Griffin, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Oh, just swell. Just swell. Thank <laughs> you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got a big weekend coming up. Uh, we can just jump right into it. You got the Jersey J Cup. You got a long history of Jordan Oliver, and you're wrestling him in the first round. I mean, this goes back years and years. Young, dumb, and broke. Uh, JCW title on the line throughout this tournament. Uh, how are you feeling going into this weekend, man? This is huge. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, like, especially over the past year, year and a half, I would say I've had a lot of these weekends, you know, kind of consecutively. And, uh, you know, you get these feelings just like days out where, you know, like you don't even know why you're feeling like a certain type of way because your day's out. But, um, you know, I've been having these feelings all week. You know, you can feel the butterflies coming up. But um, honestly, I'm just feeling like the powers that be messed up because they put me and Jordan in the first round and they're going to have their boy lose in the first round like a bunch, like a couple of idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. You know, maybe they're just trying. Maybe they got like a backstage betting thing going on. I heard about that a couple of years ago where they're doing some backstage bets, like, you know, at, at shows or something. Maybe they're doing that, you know, maybe they're trying to, you know, like get some money. And all I can say is I want in on it if that's what they're doing, because they're the ones who are going to have their champ losing the first round. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty great. I'm feeling pretty great. I might put some bets in myself. So, you know, Man. I'm, I'm to say the least. I like the idea of that. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, Griffin. Um, Jeremy could actually um, confirm this. I DM'd him this when we were trying to set this, this interview up this week. I said, I want to get Griffin on as soon as possible because I think he's going to be the next JCW world champion. I think he is going to beat Jordan Oliver, and I think he will win this tournament. So um, that's why I wanted you on is because we think this is going to be a big weekend for you. And this, I mean, this doesn't just go back. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the last you know year or so of Jordan having that championship, you know, your history. But and that goes back even farther. You all know, know each other for like a decade, right? Yeah, I've known him. I've known him since I was 15 years old. I've known Tim since I was 15 years old. Um, he's like a year and a half older than I am, but uh, I've known him since we were backyard wrestling. You know, he was kind of the guy who actually got me into into the business of pro wrestling. You know, he's the one who like introduced me to you know CCW, which is like where I started my training at. So he's like literally the guy who figuratively birthed me in to the professional wrestling world. To, uh, you know, little little did he know to his own detriment. So you know, we we go back up. Uh, 
very, very long way. Very long way. So, so what's it feel, or how does it mean that this is Jordan specifically? Like, not only do you have a shot at this championship, like, I mean, Jordan won the tournament last year, became the champion, and you made it known, like, right away, like, the next JCW show. I mean, y'all were a part of Young, Dumb, and Broke together with Charlie Tiger and Alice Taylor, and you're in the ring, and, I mean, you, I remember you snatching that mic and being like, I want to. Like, I, you're the champion, and I want next. And, I mean, it's been... I feel like it's been this whole year has been building towards this match. And I'm with you. I was expecting to see this in the finals, not in the first round. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, some people were shocked. Others were not, you know, and um, the way that I like to look at it is, uh, you know, he broke me in and um, ever since day one, I've had his back. And I've helped him capture, you know, the CZW uh, wire championship. And, you know, I helped him at all of his big matches and, you know, like really his momentum started because it was me, Ellis and Charlie sacrificing for him. You know what I'm saying? We put our bodies on the line. You know, when he had these big matches against these big, scary vets, you know, we were the ones out there really, uh, you know, literally human shields for this dude so he could build his career. And it was always my understanding that he would pay us back down the line. However, you know, I, I, it happens all the time. You see it. It's why it's a cliche. You know, everyone, you know, once they start getting that thing, they start popping off. They kind of forget their friends. You know, they forget the people that, you know, help build them. And, um, you know, especially when COVID hit, you know, he really capitalized, you know, God bless him. He capitalized. He got his big run. He really started popping off on his own. And uh, guess he got too good for his boys. So, yeah, yeah, of course I snatched the mic from him and I, I called my shots. You know what? Yeah, you know what? He wanted to abandon me. He wanted to abandon me and the other guys. You know, Ellis and Chuck, like, they didn't think they were getting abandoned. But, you know, Ellis came around eventually. Chuck's still a little delusional. But me, I I, I saw it off the rip, you know. Like, I, I guess that's just, you know, something I'm good at picking up. But, uh, you know, I had to go out and get it on my own. You know, I had to go out and wrestle a lot of top dudes like Freddie A. High and Rich Swan, J.D. Drew. Him in the face, you know, and I got socked in the face plenty of times, but I had to get out of the mud myself. You know, after years of already getting the shit kicked out of me. Can I swear on this? Absolutely. Yes. Do whatever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> years. <laughs> years of getting the shit kicked out of me, dude. I cannot tell you how many times I got the shit kicked out of me for that dude. So you know what I said? Screw that. I'm getting the shit kicked out of me for myself. And when finally the opportunity presented itself, yeah, I snatched that mic from his bitch ass. Yeah, because he's been a punk for years. He's been a punk for years. So I took that mic. I called him out. And he he ducked me for like six months. It took six months. It took me going around the world, going to WXW, the UK, Holland, doing that tour this past summer, coming back, tearing it up on the indie scene, going up to beyond and wrestling open. And then finally, finally, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, finally he, he allowed me to have a match with him for the, for the JCW championship this past summer. And, you know, he had a sneak and win with a roll up then he couldn't beat me like a man then. So, you know, th this has been a long thing. And, you know, a lot of people want to say that like, I'm the bad guy or I'm, I'm a bad friend. I'm a manipulator, like whatever that means. Like this dude, you know, I've, I've been by his side for his whole career and he's the manipulator. He's the one who's been, you know, abusing his friends and abusing them. 
to, to put himself up. And you know what, what he did for, for years on end, he got other people, other cooler guys and put, put them in young, dumb and broke, had them come out to his theme song. Got, got young Nick Wayne, another young, impressionable kid started like, you know, stuck his, you know, ball in that cord and used him as a launching pad for himself to get, you know, whatever clout that he wanted. Like this, this dude's a snake, you know, like, I, I don't know. I know it's a lot of people are not on my side right now, but I guarantee you years down the line, they're going to say, wow, Griff, you, you are a, you are a Nostradamus out here, man. You, I cannot believe you had it right all these years. And you know, that's fine. Cause I'm going to be around for a long ass time. I'm going to make a lot of money. And you know, I, it's just one of many times going to be right throughout my whole career. I'm, I'm just starting early. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just starting early. On the, on the, you know, building off of that with Young Dumb and Broke and the the split and everything, you just kind of recapped a lot there. Had to be a lot of emotions in which I don't believe this was a fully random draw for the Battle Bowl, like they like to claim. But you and Ellis, Charlie taking on Charlie and Jordan Oliver, you know, you guys all coming together, clashing in the Battle Bowl match. What was what was that like? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Like, come on, this guy, this guy literally bullied like poor Jordan Castle into into like picking the draw. He didn't even, they didn't even pick a draw. They didn't even pick a draw. I was in the back. I had to watch him. They didn't even pick a draw out of a battle bowl. You know, he bullied some kid, not even a wrestler, into into trying to fight me and Ellis. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, like, hey, he really earns the dumb part in Young Dumb and Broke because, I mean. <laughs> I don't think he realized, but me and Ellis were going up to wrestling open for months now and wrestling, you know, like we had tag matches against Miracle Generation. We had tag matches against uh, Ichiban and Alec Price. You know, we've been wrestling some like really good wrestlers and we've been holding our own as like a really like, you know, we've been teaming for years, but like as like a tag team, just a two man group, you know, we really had to like learn on our feet and put it together, which is pretty easy because, you know, I've known that guy for even longer than I've known Jordan. That's my boy. So, you know, like, I don't know. You know, that's that's another example of him trying to be the manipulator that he is. He was going to try to catch us with our pants down. But, you know, me and Ellis, we kind of already knew that, like, this guy's going to try to pull something. You know, Chuck, he's just uh, he's just a puppet on a string. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a tiger. He's a dumb animal. But, you know, hopefully – I say that with love, too. I say that with love, too, because I truly think Charlie Tiger will be a star one day. He's got it in him. But he's just still riding Jordan Schlong, <laughs> thinking that's going to get him somewhere. And, uh, you know, I think when, you know, I beat this guy, Jordan, when I take the Jersey Championship, wrestling championship – how many times I'm going to say championship? But when I take that from him, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to realize and he's going to have a revelation – and understand that he needs to be his own man. He needs to be his own tiger. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll come out of that. But, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think luck is on Jordan's side this weekend. I don't think it is. I think everyone knows. Even, I don't really care about people saying on social media, but like, you know, even everyone on the internet is saying that Jordan's time is up. You know, I think they can feel the momentum shift. I, I think they know what the writing on the wall is. So yeah. it's my time. Hey, Wait a second. It, it, Are tigers dumb? Hold on. I don't know. I thought like tigers were smart animals. <laughs> Charlie is actually extremely intelligent. He's very smart, very book smart. 
Unfortunately, one of his major wrestling maneuvers is throwing his skull headfirst into other people's skulls. And I, you know, we, we live in a modern age. CTE is very real. I'm not saying my boy has CTE like that. You know, don't, don't come at him with a, with a medical test, but I'm just saying that, um, you know, not the smartest move, not the smartest move to launch your head into somebody else's head. It's not, it's very effective and very painful, very effective and very painful. I'll give him that. And he's got a very thick skull. So if there's anyone who can do it, who's not a Samoan, I think it's Charlie Tiger. (laughs) Well, well, speaking of finishing moves, your finishing move is the variation of a disaster kick. I'm very yeah. fond of Cody Rhodes. I don't know if you have any influence of seeing him use that move at all in the past or where you get the influence yourself of using that move because I like that move a lot myself. Yeah, no, I was a huge – I don't know if you can tell by this mustache, but I've been a Cody Rhodes fan for a very long time, back when, when he rocked the mustache. You know? so, but I loved him. And also um, another guy, um, you know, I'm going to say his name. I like Loki, you know, back yep. in the day when I was a young lad, I love Loki as a, as a wrestler. Let me, let me double down on that. I love Loki <laughs> as a wrestler, but, um, but yeah, no, like, you know, when he hit the title crush, that's what he calls that kick. Like that was super influential. And like, obviously Cody Rhodes, a disaster kick, like it's the first time I ever saw it, but um, Cody Rhodes does like the one legged one. And um, at first I'm like, Oh, cause he's like not as athletic, but like, I'm not gonna lie. That one legged one is like way harder. <laughs> jumping off the rope with two feet so like props to him like crazy athlete cody rhodes but uh but yeah but i i definitely draw a lot of inspiration from him and now hopefully one day if i'm lucky enough and i probably will be i'm gonna kick that dude in the face too so oh i like that call out yeah. I, I i might as well just ask you because it's the, the 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 timing of this interview is so relevant like do you think i, I don't know if you follow the wwe product like how closely you do but do you think they're going to do cody and and roman ultimately here at wrestlemania or is the rock swooping in is roman doing two nights do you have any thoughts on this at all now we're talking about cody you know i don't know i don't know because you know the rock is a very influential guy mm-hmm. and you know, bigger picture, like this dude just, you know, he's on the board, you know what I'm saying? He just bought lot stock, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's a, I don't even know what his title is, but he's, he's very important in this company now. And especially with all the controversial things going on with people in leadership, you know, like they, they need a guy, you know what I'm saying? And that's all it really is. Like, you know, it's a lot of every company, no matter how big or how small, you know, you kind of need to put people in certain places to draw certain attention or make certain political moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just talking about like, you know, like, oh, I like this guy a little bit better. But, you know, I'm talking about like in a grand scheme of like a figurehead of a company. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think the big money probably in the grand scheme is probably the rock versus Roman reigns. You know, that, that's huge. You know, like that's huge. People are already like talking about it just casually like oh my god the rock gonna wrestle the main event wrestlemania that's crazy but um you know i will say this i think it would benefit wb greatly to invest in cody Rhodes because you know he still has his claim to you know winning like they'll figure it out but like because you know to me the business is always about upward mobility you know and maybe they're saying oh you know, we don't see Cody Rhodes as like this, like, you know, obviously he's like the heart of our company at this point, And he's like the most popular dude we have amongst our like main fans. And even some fans like branching out into the mainstream, like a lot of people know Cody Rhodes, 
but you know they just don't see him as that guy but the problem is like you're not going to be seen as that guy until you're put in that position and cody rhodes like no matter what happens in that match like once he's put in that position like obviously he's going to be like seen as that kind of guy because he's in that position you know it's the same thing like it's i'm gonna bring it back to me it's the Hell same yeah. thing in jordan you know like yeah. no one saw me as that guy but i had to put myself in that position i had to get it myself the same thing as cody rhodes is like, man me and cody rhodes are like twins dude like yin and yang but but you know but you you know you have to kind of put yourself in these certain positions and make yourself seen in a certain kind of light and once people see you because you already put yourself there like people who are not about it will never do it and i'll say that's the day i died cody rhodes put himself in these positions because he knows who he is i put myself in my positions because i know who i am so once you put yourself there you already know it you already believe it everyone else is going to see it so i think you know WWE should you know they probably will they probably i couldn't imagine at this point they, they're not going to they're going to probably put them in like maybe a triple threat something they're going to put them up there and you know i think they need to you know push that guy into becoming like the next star that you know he's going to be because you know the timing's right and if they did it next year like whatever but like right now like with the rock there like come on like you know just 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 put him there just put him there yeah i love that answer griffin very uh, i'm a big cody rhodes fan and i, and I, I mainly wanted to ask because it does tie in with your finisher and also that's going to be the main topic of the show that we're doing before everyone sees this interview so thank you very much for uh giving, giving some answers on that man i people. love i love the the saying what people who are not about it won't do it is that did i get that right yes that, you yes. know that's that's the cody rhodes is the mantra do the work i like this mm-hmm. people who are not about it won't do it I'm a fan yep. of this saying. Yeah. T-shirt is more often. Yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah. you got to do. I'm happy. Yeah. I might have to hit up a lawyer after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go. I like get it trademarked. All, all, all of that good stuff. And, and I think, I think it applies to you hundred percent because like, like not, nothing against you whatsoever, but like I was more familiar with you as a part of young, dumb and broke with those four guys. And like once you did put yourself in that position, the more I saw you, the more I did see you in that light, whether it was on, you know, on JCW, whether it was GCW appearance, MLW appearances, whatever it was, I was like, Griffin's a threat. Like Griffin's for real because he's he's presented as for real. The more often I've been seeing him, I think that's totally, totally true. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and, you know, to go along with this Cody Rhodes, like, you know, mantra, do the work. Um, You know, I want to put myself in these positions. And I had probably the same as him. Like, you know, I have worked extremely hard to get where I'm at right now, you know, and it's been a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it of like marketing yourself and, you know, making sure you make connections and hitting up certain people and trying to, you know, push for yourself. That's huge about it. And that's, you know, very evident with social media today. And it's a great thing about social media is that you can do a lot of self-promotion and, you know, you can, you know, you know, market yourself a certain kind of way and all this kind of good stuff. But, what I think a lot of, you know, what happens a lot of the time is people will push themselves to get to certain positions and places. The problem is, is that they haven't done the work in the dark to really, you know, back it up when they get into the light. And I think that's the biggest difference between me and I would say about 99% of the professional wrestling world. 
there's a very small select handful of guys and girls who, you know, have that ability to, you know, back it up because they have done the work in the dark for years. You know what I'm saying? And especially like ever since, ever since COVID, you know, I had a huge shift in like my mentality and my work ethic and all that stuff. You know, a lot of time for self-reflection as most of us probably did a lot of drinking too, but you know, a lot of self-reflection comes when you're drinking a lot. So, you know, I had a lot of time to do both of those things, but you know, it was really a lot of just, you know, figuring out like what it really takes to be, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world, because that's what I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to build a legacy as being known as like one of the best to ever do this one day. You know, I, I fully believe that unless God takes me out himself, I will be one of the best professional wrestlers to ever do this. And it all starts from doing a lot of hard work. Like right before this, I just killed myself for an hour with doing like, you know, this interval training cardio, doing like hit workouts, you know, like I was like almost puking like 20 minutes before this interview. You know, I, I hopped in the shower and I got it together, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I think that's why like, you know, I translate so well in like this position of like, you know, I call myself the top guy and you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, top guy. What buddy. But you know, once they see me wrestle and once they see like who I am, my confidence and like, you know, just the fact I can back it up, you know, I think that's what like changes a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of people think like, damn, like I think Griff is actually going to win this thing. People are putting their money down right now. Cause they, they, they understand that like, you know, this, this young kid, is actually doing everything it takes right now. And like, the thing is like, I'm not gonna like just plateau it off. Like, no, like I am gonna constantly rev it up as time goes on, you know? Like I understand that you're only gonna get better the harder you push yourself, you know? And already having that mindset as of right now, like, you know, it's it's gonna carry me throughout my whole career. What, what did come from the creative, we'll call it creative drinking, uh in during yes. the covid time yeah like that you know the trademark <laughs> <right there. laughs> uh during during covid time of like what was the the shift there of like all right you know what because everyone kind of paused during that wrestling unless you were WWE or AEW, certainly did and some people came out of it and momentum was lost and then other people came out of it and momentum was really gained. And I think you were a guy who momentum was really gained coming out of that. So what was that, that shift in mentality for you? You know, um, you know, it ties back in with Jordan and the rest of young, dumb and broke. Um, you know, the day that everything locked down, um, I, I forget the date, but GCW did a show in Philly at the voltage lounge. It was GCW or the world on GCW was the first one that it was called that. And that was me, Ellis, and Charlie's first like main, uh, like main card match on GCW. Like we've been doing, like you know, we were helping Jordan now, like running in and interviewing in his matches for, for like months leading up to that. But this was like our first real match, you know, like first real like announced graphic and everything, you know, huge, huge match. And unfortunately. That was the same day that everyone found out there will be, you know, we're getting locked down. I don't know if everyone thought we we're going to die, what was going to happen. It was going to turn into World War Z. Who knows? But that was like that day. Everyone at that show was like, man, this may be 
the last time we wrestle, who knows how this is going to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a deadly epidemic, you know, pandemic, like who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, that was like the last time almost, almost I'm like, man, that might be the last time I ever wrestle. And, you know, like going months after that and, you know, months after not dying, I was like, all right, like, you know, I haven't died yet. I don't think, I think hopefully I can make it through this thing. But, um, you know, it's like, all right, like that was the, that was the last time I wrestled, you know, that, you know, last time I, I was able to step in the ring. Like, like when I get back, you know, like I almost thought that like having that match, like I thought that was going to be like our like launching point as like young, dumb and broke, like the rest of us, you know, like the others, you know, Jordan's the star, me, Ellis and Chuck are the others, you know, that's fine. But you know, this is, that was our shot to really propel ourselves. Cause then after that, we were going to have a match at spring break where it was going to be all four of us versus Jurassic express. And like another big, like, you know, like that's a big match in itself, you know, at spring break when, you know, all that good stuff. And so like, you know, we thought I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like we're going to do this. We're going to have this match at spring break. And like, we already talking with a bunch of other promoters, like, Oh man, when you guys have this match, you're on the moon, you know, like we're going to give you all these bookings and all that kind of good stuff. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh man, like we're going to have this run. We're going to get signed by AEW. We're already wrestling with like some of their guys. Like, you know, we're going to be on TV in a year, boys, let's go. And, um, you know, to kind of have me like cut off at the knees, it was like kind of crazy. It's like, all right, like, where do I go from here? And um, one thing I knew I didn't want to do is I did not want to be reliant on anybody else, anybody else anymore. I was tired of being reliant on Jordan. I was tired of being reliant on the other guys. Like I just wanted, you know, cause I, I didn't get in this business to be a great six man tag guy. You know, I love being at that time. I, I love wrestling with my guys, but you know, like that's not why I was doing this, you know? And at that time I was like, like 2021, or like a couple to few years in. And like, I'm not gonna lie at that point, you know, I, I, I have a little bit of a big head. I'll, I'll self admit that. But you know, at that time I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to, it's only gonna take me like two, three years to be signed to a television company. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm good. You know? But, um, and like, maybe I thought that was going to happen with our trajectory, but like, you know, it, it, it wasn't happening the way I thought it would be. You know, I thought I'd be a big single star by myself and to rely on other people, you know, like that, that's part of life. That's a good life lesson. You need other people to help you along the way, which is very true. And is true now to this day, I have many people in my corner, but you know, I kind of knew like, Hey man, like I, I didn't get in this to be a second. I, w- I was considered a fourth guy. You know, I wasn't even number two or three in my group. You know, I was fourth guy. I was the fourth guy, Griffin McCoy. So I, I, I said, fuck that. You know, I, I, that's not what I wanted to be. I'm already like, you know, losing brain cells and breaking bones and tearing muscles off the bone. Like I'm, I'm not doing this to be a fourth guy. You know, I'm doing this to be the top guy. And then that's why I had that shift. That's why I'm calling. That's why I am the top guy is because, you know, it's, it's less of like, Oh, look at me. I'm the whatever, but it's, it's really a mentality thing. It's a really mentality that like in a mantra that I stick to every day of my life is that I am pushing myself to be great. I am pushing myself to be the top guy. You know, this isn't just a game. You know, this is my life. This is what I'm striving to be. It's a standard I have to set myself to because I don't want anyone else 
setting a standard for me. It's, it's all on me. It's all on me. That was my mindset shift. I love that. There's a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm having hella long answers. I'm, no, I'm this all... is great. Oh, you're good. No, this is great. This is great. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I want to ask you this also. We've talked quite a bit about Alice Taylor. Was he actually your first match? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Oh, man. So it, at this point, it doesn't even matter. So, you know, I used to back. I wrestled with all these guys, you know, Ellis, Charlie, and Jordan. And, um, you know, Jordan was already wrestling by the time we met him. He was already, like, wrestling and training for, like, around a year and a half, maybe two. He was going out to IWA Mid-South in <laughs> Indiana. And he it was like a tryout show, but he was booked for it because, you know, he already started to, you know, starting to get his name out there. You know, he needed a ride. And so we were like, hey, we'll be your ride. And he was like, sweet, I'll get you guys on the show. So, you know, little did I know, you, you had to pay 20 bucks. For, it was a scam. It was a scam. Ian Ronan just scammed people. Like, just some, <laughs> so, like, many you know, those, bad so many of those stories. <laughs> so many. Yeah, you know, like, it, uh, I'm I'm one of millions at this point. But, you know, I was <laughs> scammed through 20 bucks at Ian Ronan to say that, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestler and like, you know, we, we were training with Jordan a little bit at that time and a couple other wrestlers who like, you know, knew what they're doing. But I, at this point I hadn't really like signed up for a professional school yet. You know, it was all very like secondhand knowledge. It was good knowledge, but very secondhand. But, um, you know, me threw down my 20 bucks and, uh, I was like, he was like, Hey, you can wrestle your boy if you want to. I'm like, Oh, sweet. This is great. And so, um, yeah, I don't even know how long we wrestled. It felt like 30 minutes was probably five. But um, I will say this, though. I will say this. There were many matches that night where the entire crowd was like, you know, you suck. Take it home. You know, get out the get out the ring. And uh, Ellis and I had none of those. You know, we, we got even got a couple claps. So he was my first match. It's my boy. I keep calling him Ellis. He's, he's Pat Dynamite now. I'm, I'm putting it, you know, Pat dynamite whole new shift whole new change he's gonna do big things this year i guarantee <laughs> what, what oh, was uh oh sorry you're right, jeremy oh I, I wanted to ask about uh your experiences at, at mlw you mentioned doing tv wrestling mlw is a television company with some pay-per-views and infusion yeah. every week like how's how's that been specifically wor working with mlw but also specifically like wrestling a tv style match um it is challenging definitely challenging you know um as you can tell by my long-winded answers like you know i love to take up as much time as possible you know i love to, you know i and then, like i love to be in the ring as long as possible but um you know you got time constraints you got limits you know what i'm saying you know hard time limits and um you know you got to meet those you really do got to meet those and that's like you know, and the thing about it is like time changes all the time. You know, like you might think you have this time limit. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it turns to two minutes before you walk out the curtain. You know, it kind of just is a, is a roll of the dice. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, but, but luckily, like, um, especially coming back from my first tour of Europe this past summer, I started to do wrestling open a lot. You know, and they're very big on their time limits and stuff like that and having to, you know, make sure you 
you kick some ass in this in this very short amount of time. So, you know, getting it, you know, to do that, leaning into me, you know, working with MLW, that was a huge help. You know, that was a huge help. But um, yeah, that was the, probably the most challenging part of it. But, you know, the best part of it is like they got great cameras, you know, they have great production. I looked sick, you know, that was always kind of the thing I was worried about. You know, I've been on some shows with some good production for sure. But, um, you know, when you get to that real TV production, you want to make sure you, you look as good as you think. And luckily, I look pretty sweet. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the what was the kind of feedback that you got um, coming out of that uh, six man match at Kings of Coliseum? Because it was you and TJ Crawford who y'all have been teaming together quite a bit with MLW, along with Tony Deppin, who I consider to be I call, I consider him to be like the litmus test of GCW. Like if you go to GCW and you wrestle Tony Deppin, because he, he gets in there with everyone, like that's how you kind of prove yourself in my opinion. Like if you can't have a good match with Tony, you probably don't deserve to be in that spot. And like, if you beat him, you're probably, they're probably going to do something with you. So seeing you three together as a team, I think has been, has been great. And then on the other side, you had Alec Price and Wasted Youth who are making big names for themselves in their own rights. What was your, your feedback you got from that match? Cause I, I saw Twitter, Twitter like blowing up during it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, I can't say enough good things about all those guys even busta and wasted you <laughs> you know but um but yeah like no it we got great feedback you know the internet was buzzing after that match and uh for good reason you know like i'm not gonna lie i've known all these dudes for like a minute now like i've known tj <laughs> i've known tj since i first started i've known this dude forever i've known this dude since grim's toy show you know like you know he used to be a beach bum back in the day but um, but now like you know, it's we've had a similar thing where like you know he was, he had very humble beginnings and he pushed himself to where he is now. He's one of these like rising guys and Tony Depp in the same thing. Like you know, I used to watch his backyard wrestling back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought I'm like like oh who's this guy? And um, but you know even like Marcus and Dylan and Busta. Like I think Busta is one of the man. He, he's probably top three and he might he's definitely not three. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's awesome. But, um, but no, it, I think just, it was cool because like, you know, we're all dudes. And even though like we're going against each other, like, I think we all have that mindset of like, you know, like I'll be damned if anyone else like puts on a better match than us tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got a lot of like legends out here. You got Kojima out here, you know, you got, you had Matt Riddle on the show, but you know, I think we all said like, you know, fuck that. You know, you know, like those guys are, are closer to being done than we are. Like, you know, we're, we're staying on business tonight. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're going out there and we're letting it hang, you know, we're going, we're going balls to the wall and we did, you know? And like, you know, I, I just think that's, that match is a, is a sign of just, you know, who are some of these guys that are going to start carrying this thing in the years to come. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just a sign, especially on the indie scene. Like, who are these dudes who are going to carry the indie scene, you know? And I, I think a couple of us in that match are probably going to carry it beyond, you know what I'm saying? into even greater heights eventually. So, you know, that was like, that was a really great, especially on like a pay-per-view stage too. Like that, that's a really yeah. big thing. A lot of people fold under that pressure, but you know, I, you know, I even said it in the promo I put out today, you know, I only get better when the pressure gets bigger. I, I truly live my life by that. You know, I only get better when, there are brighter lights. So, you know, I, I live for that kind of stuff for real. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys have this, like, 
because there's even like the younger generation now because people are starting so young you even have guys like you know Bodie young prodigy you had you know starboy charlie and, and nick wayne all these guys kind of just billy starks kind of as like teenagers Jaden newman as teenagers that are now in like their 20s or their early early 20s but you guys like your little like group of like the, like 24 to 26 year old of like it's like everyone you just mentioned and like jordan people forget jordan's still only like 25 even though he's been around for so long like you yep. guys like I, I always point that out. Like there's like the up and comers, but I feel like y'all's y'all's kind of group right now is just all ready to break out. Joshua Bishop, I consider in that group as well. I know you guys have mixed it up in JCW as well. Um, <laughs> that guy's a psycho. Yep. You, hit it, you hit him nice and hard in the head with that chair uh, at uh, the battle bowl. But, but I think, I think Josh actually likes, it, likes getting hit in the head with chairs. So I don't know if like, yeah, he's a freak dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't look up that guy's search history, man. That guy's, this guy gotta be a freak. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's, he's, he's the man. We, we love Josh Bishop on this show and Alex Price, everyone we're talking about, but is there anyone else uh, that you want to maybe give a shout out to that maybe doesn't get enough like love out there? Yeah, for sure. Oh man. A plethora. But um, I'll keep it short. Um, dudes like that. All right. Um, Gabe Sky and Tristan Ty above the rest of their tag team. But both those guys. I know. I know Tristan's like a little bit older than me and Gabe. But it's, you know, Gabe Sky is like my age. Like that dude has had sick abs forever. But you know, he's like another guy that's probably gonna like break out in the next couple years. Um, you know, th- this dude's already signed. So like who knows, but he's gonna break out on his stage. But um, Lucky Ali, you know, like that's my guy, and like you know that man, that dude's gonna be making money for a long time. That guy, that guy was just like born a star, you know what I'm saying? But um, but even like hey, like I'll I'll put some some attention on CCW for a second. Like yeah. CCW, you know, like it's been a, it's been a road to start building it back up, and you know I don't really give a shit what people say about it. Not you know if you don't like it piss off i don't give a shit you know we're trying to be out here with a bunch of young dudes who are hungry who are athletic you know who are really pushing themselves to like you know be some of the best wrestlers out there so you got dudes like you know you're gonna have to deep dive for these guys but they're they're coming up they're all coming up like mac way Vinny talata miami mike walker they're the post game they've actually been wrestling on beyond recently so you know you're gonna be seeing them sooner than later there's another kid, Troy Parker from West Virginia. He's going to be like the next Samoa Joe. He's sick. Um, this one dude, Richard Adonis, he's from Florida. But I'm um, on the show, formerly Richard King. Not made the name. Formerly Richard King. King. Yeah. Yes. yeah, he's been on the show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but yeah, so that that dude's a star in the making. Um, another kid, Brando Lee. He's my age, but he's from New York. He's going to start breaking out soon enough. Like, there's a lot of guys like that. So you know, there's a lot of yeah. You know, it's funny. Like people put so much attention on like these like really like like they're not kids anymore all these kids are like 20 years old so we're all kind of in like a same range but there's like this huge youth movement you know with like the nick waynes the billy starks and even like leon slater you know he's like not even 20 yet i think you know but you know there's a lot of that but like there's these dudes who are like you know we're all in like about to hit like uh like that next level you know like just everyone says that next level is like between 27 and like your early to mid thirties, you know, like that's like the prime. And I think that's even extending now with like sports medicine and all that. So like, you know, there's a lot of dudes who are like on that cusp. And I think everyone loves like that new thing. And a lot of these people, you know, like the, the main people like the Billy Starks and like the star boys and, you know, all those guys, like they're going to be around for a very long time. But, um, 
you know, everyone's so obsessed with a new thing, but like, you know, a lot of these dudes who are like right in this age range right now, like, you know, we're all doing, we're kind of all where we're supposed to be in a way, you know, we're all like in that, like everyone knows we're simmering right now. So maybe yeah. there's not like this, like, Oh, like, like when's it coming? Like everyone knows it's coming. So like, we're all just, you know, all just grinding in the dark, you know, we're still under like, you know, we're all doing dope shit, but like, you know, we're all just like, you know, slowly building that. So like in the next couple of years, like we are going to be those people, you know, we're going to be like these, like some of these top names on like, you know, the global circuit. So, you know, a lot of people coming up right now. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are like the young veterans, like all y'all who kind of started like as teenagers already. Like it's so so wild to me because I, I've been following Jade Newman's career for a long time since he was like a teenager. And like, I heard him as named, he was like in a six man the other day. And they're like, the veteran of the match is Jade Newman. I'm like, Jade's a veteran now? Like, this is blowing my mind. This is crazy. crazy. And everyone he's wrestling his kids, like he's trained at TWE. I'm like, this is so wild. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned CZW. I've got to get your thoughts on it. You mentioned it. You just touched on it briefly at the beginning of the show. You wrestled Kenta. That was a badass match. Tell us your yeah. experience with that. Man. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like two days before that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a very confident guy. I work very hard. That's why I'm very confident. I had a full blown panic attack two days before that match. I was up until like one in the morning. I was playing uh Spider-Man on PS4, you know, like I was playing the amazing Spider-Man. And like, as I was swinging through, you know, Manhattan and feeling the rush of the control through my hands, like just in bliss, like, I don't know, like I just started getting this insane feeling inside of me. It felt like I was personally swinging through, you know, the streets, whatever. I mean, you know, I just, it was crazy. But then as that day came, you know, a, a calm came. Because, you know, I, you know, you have these like moments of clarity, you know, you kind of have to understand that, like, you know, if I wasn't preparing for that match, like, you know, I would be terrified. But, you know, like, you kind of need to have like these feelings of like intense anxiety and stuff like that. Because like, you know, let's face it, like that goes back to like, you know, you know, the, the evolution of man and just like, you know, creatures in general, like you have these feelings of like, you know, fight or flight, you know, like this is what like a warrior feels before they step on a battle, you know, like this is like what keeps you sharp. This is what keeps you, you know, ready to go. This is what keeps you like, you know, locked in. Like these are the feelings. And like, while they're like terrible, you know, terrible, if you're not really familiar with them, the more you familiarize yourself, like you understand like, oh no, like I'm about to like, I'm about to do some something epic, you know, I'm about to like go to battle. I'm about to go to war. And like, you know, I had some big matches leading up to that, but that was like the, that was definitely the most intense I have felt that in my entire life. But honestly, that propelled me to have like one of the, probably my, probably one of the greatest matches of my young career so far. And like, you know, Kenta, you know, we, we kicked the shit out of each other. He kicked me in the face so many times. I, I, I took a go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? I was knocked out, but you know, like after that match, like, you know, like, I don't know if you can really hear it on like the audio, but he pulled me in like very close, almost sensual, <laughs> but you know, he like whispered to me, like, like a whisper, like didn't like, you know, it was kind of like, it's kind of a tight environment at, at that venue, but like, you know, he didn't say it very loud for like other people to hear, but he just like looked me like, like dead on in the eyes, said like very quietly, like, like 
we're going to do this again soon. Like, I'm going to see you like very soon. Like, like, don't like, you know, like this is going to happen again. Like the, like, you know, like he just like kind of locked in with me. <laughs> like we just had like this crazy moment of just like, you know, this entire like crowd of like all these people were like, yeah, but like, you know, just completely like muffled out. And like, I'm just like locking eyes with like Kenta, you know, and like, like even before that, like, you know, especially like trying to do my own thing. Like I patterned like everything I did off of him, you know? And I was like dreading the day I would ever have to wrestle him. And I'm like, ah, I'm never going to wrestle Kenta. Like, it doesn't matter if I like, you know, copy his style or whatever, you know, I'm never going to wrestle this guy. You know, he's in Japan. Like he's not going to come to America, come to Blackwood, New Jersey of all places to wrestle me, you know, like not a million years. So, but you know, but that day happened. And like, especially looking across from it at the ring, like at that very moment was like, insanely surreal but you know i locked in i got that warrior spirit going and we had we had an epic battle but you know like after that like you know man like the coolest dude ever you know literally the coolest dude ever did not have to be as cool as he was really did not have to be as cool as he was you know what i'm saying just like very down to earth very cool dude intense but like you know just like a just just a great guy like i'm forever in his debt you know, I, I, I don't know that it's just even like, I'm like a year removed from it right now. Cause that was only really like a, like a year and some change ago, but like the, the farther it goes along, like the more crazy it is that like, you know, like he decided to do this, you know what I'm saying? Decided to put himself in that position to like, you know, wrestle someone who was like, you know, I was kind of coming up at the time, but you know, like not really, didn't really have too much at that point, you know, like if it was now, I'd make a little more sense. But like at that point, like, you know, that was really the catalyst. And like, he gave me, everything you know like he gave me everything and like he is like you know the catalyst of the reason i'm sitting here right now so like that dude is the man i will hear no kenta slander ever you know so yeah that guy's the man that's all i can say uh griffin the the last question we ask everybody as we we wrap up here uh the coolest thing in your room the coolest thing in my room um I actually just got like a watch display box in my room. Um, I'm actually not in my room right now. I'm in like my office, but like I, I'm not going to go get it, but I got it for Christmas. And, you know, I've got like a few watches now. I just got this new one. It's got like a green, green and gold face matches nice. my green shirt. Intentional. <laughs> yes, it was. But that's pretty sick. And then I also have, um, I had like this sick, hand-drawn poster of me like it's it's very big but like one of my uh this very nice um fan he's like uh he's like a dad and his very young son and um they're usually fans that frequent this place called ppw in pennsylvania it's premier pennsylvania wrestling and they usually they have like they're a great like pennsylvania promotion they've had like like a bunch of crazy names on it throughout the years and like that's been another place that i've really gotten to like wrestle like a lot of like good wrestlers, you know, who are kind of just like there, but you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, like, you know, I have like this insanely cool, like poster of them. And like, they, they drew it for me. It's super cool. The son, he's like four, but he always shows up to show in like full gimmick attire. Like he'll show up as like orange Cassidy or as like Brett, the Hitman harder macho man, like a full getup. So, you know, like knowing them, they're super cool. And the poster is super cool too. So, you know, those, those are my two. I went, I gave you a two for right there. Nice. I like it. Well, nice. yeah. 
if you can take a picture of that and want to DM it to me, we can put like a link to it if people want to check it out. So yes. we'll, we'll get some eyes on that. And I have just one one last question for you, just real quick while, while we wrap up. It's CZW related because I know that's a company that's very important to you. And you yes. trained with CZW Academy, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, I did. Um, Jimmy Rage was one of your trainers. Am I, am I right? Yes. Um, yes, he was. Can you give just some just some like just memories of Jimmy Rave because he was a guy who I, I live in Georgia and Atlanta and he was local and like he was a guy who um I know a lot of people knew through like TNA and stuff like that but like he meant a lot to the indie scene and I feel like he doesn't really get like as much uh I guess kind of people don't talk about him as much as I feel like they probably should yeah. if you just want to give some memories of him real quick yeah I mean um you know he was the first he was the first veteran to like really devote some time you know, um, like I had some vets maybe at the time, maybe just honestly, I had like Rich Swan at that point, but he, you know, he was like super busy, you know, like doing TNA and all that stuff right when he came back from WWE and like, he was always really cool, but sometimes it was a little hard to, you know, he's always kind of a hard guy to get in touch with. He always like loses his phones or like gets in like a new phone. So he's a little hard to get in touch with. Like he was like, Jimmy was really the first guy to like actually sit me down as like a young wrestler and like give me knowledge, you know, like I've never, and even like now, like I've had some people that I've been able to do that with, like that I've wrestled before, but, um, he was the first guy I really had access to. And like, who had really like, like a guy who like done a lot with his career and like, obviously wrestled for TNA, but like lengthy run with like ring of honor, you know, yeah. like had some like, you know, legendary matches, you know what I'm saying? And so like, he's like, and probably to this day, like the smartest guy, I've ever met in the entire business, you know, like just like uh, I, the amount of knowledge he has is insane, an insane amount of knowledge of just like any kind of style of, uh, you know, just anything you want to know, whether it's like actual business of wrestling, whether it's, you know, like how character, or, you know, anything you want to know, like that was him. And like, especially going down, like, you know, he's from Georgia and, um, you know, when I was with the guys, we would go down to, um, What's it called? Uh, how am I messing up the name? A promotion in Atlanta where we wrestled at a nightclub called called District Atlanta. But, you know, we would do these car rides with him. It's a long drive. It's like a 15-hour car ride. But he would stay up. Like, we would leave at midnight and get there at, like, noon the next day. But he would stay up, like, the whole time and just, like, you know, whatever questions that we had, he would just answer questions or – whatever stories we want to hear, he would tell us stories, you know, and like, you know, it's, you got, you got four young dudes in the car. Like we're chirping away. We got all the energy in the world. You know, he'd been in the business for like a couple decades at that point. I bet he, I bet he wanted to go to sleep, but you know, <laughs> he was just, he was so nice and like, just, you know, like talking about whatever we wanted to talk about, whatever like minor detail or like big question that we had, you know, he always had like, like the best answer for it, you know? So you know, shout out Jimmy Rave, um, you know, like in his fingerprints, like he, he has touched like way more of wrestling than you think, you know, like way more people, you know, like everyone I've met has like a Jimmy Rave story, you know what I'm saying? Like how they've been like touched by him in a certain way. And like, you know, wrestling is very interconnected, but like that's a dude who's really like spit game and his game has like touched a majority of the wrestling world you know not just like oh that guy's cool like like no like i've learned this from him or i learned that like i was able to like pick up on this little bit of advice like that 
he has really influenced the wrestling world like that. And not many people have. So, you know, shout out Jimmy Rave, rest in peace, Jimmy Rave. Like, you know, that's my guy. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's a great way to wrap up. Once again, Griffin, thank you for joining us. Good luck this weekend. Not that you necessarily need it from me. I think you're going to do, I think you're going to do great. And I know I talked kind of some trash on Jordan Oliver a little earlier. I want to put him over. He's done a fantastic job with the JCW championship and that title belt means a lot. Dude, you don't want to do this. You want that title. He's put a lot of prestige yeah, on that no, title. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, 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 he has. He's worked yeah. his ass off, but you know, I'm going to take that on my own world tour. So yes. you know, I'm going to do that and more. Yes, there you go. Jeremy, you want to wrap us up? Uh, yeah, Griffin, let everybody know where they can find you at. I am at the Griffin McCoy on both Twitter and Instagram. My email is griffin.mccoysf at gmail.com. Um, I have a website in the works. Uh, I don't have a domain name yet, but like, hey, maybe just periodically check in like once every couple of weeks for like Griffin McCoy pro wrestling.com, whatever. And that will pop up. But um, those are the places you can find me. You can find all my content and stuff like that. I have t-shirts, long sleeves, eight by tens, wristbands, stickers, and trading cards that are all available for purchase. You can DM or email me and they will all be available on my website. Just periodically check in every two to three weeks, starting from the time this video is released. I promise it will get out <laughs> within six months of this video. <laughs> it will be out. I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I train a lot and I wrestle a lot. So that, that is my guarantee to, to your viewers right now. Well, yeah, we appreciate you joining us. Everybody can check out the, the links below. You watch Griffin this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the JCW Jacob. He has taken on Jordan Oliver in the first round. You'll see him on Friday. You'll you'll see him on Saturday. I got a feeling too. Where they he, probably a tournament match on on Saturday as well. Griffin, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight. We're back. Big thank you to Griffin McCoy for joining us and giving us his time. Uh, we recorded that interview last night before AEW Dynamite. Again, everyone go check out JCW J-Cup this weekend, Friday and Saturday. On In the Weeds tomorrow, we are scheduled to be joined by Billy Starks. Billy Starks will also be in the J-Cup, so we'll talk to her about the J-Cup. We'll also talk to her about everything she's got going on and ROH as well. So looking forward to that conversation with Billy Starks tomorrow on in the weeds guys um on this channel you can check out yes billy starks that's right jeff village driver she's scheduled to join us tomorrow on this channel you can check out joel's interview with speedball mike bailey you can check out all the other stuff that has been posted on this channel that i cannot keep up with right now we will have coverage of the wwe press conference that takes place later on tonight 7 p.m eastern i'm sure we'll we'll have some interviews coming out of that as sean is headed to las vegas for that you can go over to fightful overbooked check out all the content we have over there uh including in the weeds which is every monday wednesday friday at 10 a.m eastern to noon eastern with rob and maggie maggie's always in the chat here with us on spotlight rob and maggie coexisting every friday 3 p.m eastern on fightful overbooked check out the latest episode of indeed uh they were joined by a host of people yesterday including former mlw world champion alex kane that's reg and mike indeed every wednesday at 6 p.m eastern 
on Fightful Overbooked. We just put up the interview we did with Tim Marchman from Monday's episode, talking about the Vince McMahon lawsuit and John Laurinaitis kind of flipping on Vince in WWE. With that, a very insightful interview, I thought, with Tim Marchman that took place on Monday's show and it is now as a standalone interview on Fightful Overbook. So if you missed it on Monday, definitely check that one out. Uh, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate the the interactions on on the show today. We appreciate the the super chats, the, the thumbs up, just everybody hanging out with us in the morning. Uh, again, thank you guys uh, for for hanging out with us, getting up early, getting up early to spend your mornings with us. We will be back next Thursday with a new episode of the Spotlight and. Maybe Jensen will be in a better mood depending on what they decide to do with old Cody Rhodes tonight at the press conference. So everyone come back, hang out with us again next week. We we enjoy talking to you. Thank you guys for all the support, all the, um, all the super chats, uh, just however you're supporting. We appreciate it. All right, everybody, I'm going to get out of here. I got a lot of work to do. Shout out to Mongo Mongo in the pro football hall of fame. Good on him. Oh, I guess, uh, non-wrestling related if you're an nba fan we are doing a nba trade deadline special today uh at 2 p.m eastern on fightful overbooked myself and sp3 we're gonna talk about all the trades that go down on the nba trade deadline so that's on fightfuloverbook.com 2 p.m eastern me and sp3 talking about the nba trade deadline going up until about 3 15 um is when i'm gonna have to wrap up that show so we'll do about an hour and 15 minutes nba trade deadline as the trade deadline is at three so we will take you right up to the trade deadline if you want to come hang out appreciate you guys thank you guys for all the support head over to fightfuloverbook.com subscribe over there be a pal be a friend leave a thumbs up subscribe to fightful select go to fightful.com for all your news 